What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Flipper Brown, Andrew Velez, and Joel Dells. And this now is episode 211. In this episode, we are going to recap the Chargers-Chiefs game, give our thoughts on Robert Sarver's suspension, reacting to Donovan Mitchell's press conference, top players under 25, and our Week 2 fantasy starts and sits now over the past couple of days we've been getting some messages specifically from your brother <laughs> my goodness today Why, what, he, what did he say exactly um from that people that are listening to the audio version of the podcast facts. they're getting ads that's facts. so to let you guys know why you're getting those we have just signed with nfl sunday ticket is now on youtube and youtube tv which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to YouTube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Blue Wire, we made the announcement public a couple of days ago. So if you're getting audio ads on the audio version of the podcast, that is why. It's because uh, we're getting paid from those, and, you know, we want to make this full-time job. So just being transparent with you guys, uh, that's why. Remember, do you guys serve when it pop lock, break your neck and shit? (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do. Good movies. Good time. Good time. Sorry. Sorry to cut you off. (laughs) Today's not a good day for me and my vocabulary. I'm stuttering a lot. It's all right, man. My, Listen, my speech. Why do, Normal you, human why do you activity. struggle with my name? I don't know. I just think it's an R. Like, I just awesome. think R's. I don't know. Because when I'm reading it, I'm like, my name is Joel Moran, and I'm here with River. Like, the mm-hmm. W and the R, it <laughs> fucks up my tongue. You want to so say with River? With River. Like, with Wibber. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be having to go extra slow on that to make sure I don't mess it up completely. Whipper. But there's still a, a little bit of a mess up there if you if you really dive into it. We have a big time announcement to make. We did we did uh, just announce that we signed with Blue Wire, but we're also going to be partnering with Mojo. Now, if you guys don't know what what Mojo is, Mojo is a revolutionary sports app. It's a it's a sports stock market. So have you ever wanted to just invest in a player you think this guy's gonna be good? This rookie, like for example, you before the draft. You thought Justin Jefferson was going to be a star. Had you had Mojo and invested in him when he got into the league as a rookie and was in, in training camp, was he the fourth receiver in camp? Yeah, he was buried on the depth chart. You could have made so much more money if you invested him on that in that point. So that's what Mojo is. It's a sports stock market. You can invest into players. It has a portfolio and we have gotten the luxury to test the app before it launches. It launches September 19th and the app, if you guys have Robinhood, you guys trade stocks, it looks exactly like that. It's very easy and simple to use. You can go long and short on stocks, on player stocks, which means if you go long, you're betting on them long term. If you go short, you're actually betting on the player not to be very good. Something I would do with Tua uh, and something I would go long with is with Zach Wilson, right? So our favorite players, you're basically just betting on them. You're buying stock into them. And it's pretty cool. When I first heard of Mojo, I was extremely intrigued because I've always wanted to be versed in the stock market. 
but I understand my strengths. I understand my weaknesses. <laughs> Sports are a strength of mine, and now I have a digital platform where I can invest my money into guys that I believe in. It's perfect. The app yeah. is dope. I was playing around with it today. It's very intuitive. Like even if you don't know what long and short means, when you go on the app, it says what long. It says long, and underneath it, it says what it means. Short, it says what it means. So it's very easy to use. It was dope, honestly. Yeah, you can buy and sell the stocks all year round, and you can cash out your money anytime. So it's very like quickly. a Robin Hood if you're into that. And same same thing like what you said, Drew. Is that um I've been trying to get into stocks. I've been trying to get into finances and to you know investing into some businesses, but. That's not what I'm well-versed in. With these player stocks, that's something I'm looking at. And Mike Williams actually has shot up because really? of last of night's game. Yeah. So, like, players shoot up or they go down in stocks based on, like, news, their performance, and other stuff like that. So, it's a really cool app. Now, i got to ask you guys. If you had the chance to invest into any NFL player, which one would it be? I'll start with you, Joel. Easily Lamar Jackson. I think it's someone who his floor or his price isn't extremely high right now. You think over Joe Burrow? Yes, easily over Joe Burrow. Because Joe Burrow, he's at an all-time high right now. He's just going to come down. You said four interceptions, a fumble. His price is going to so go So you'd rather down. have somebody who has one playoff win versus somebody who has three playoff wins and let yeah, his of, team of course, the Cincinnati of Bengals course. to the Super Bowl. Of course, because Lamar Jackson, his price right now is very fair. When he goes and wins a title, you're going to make some money. Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl. He's not going back there, the bro. Fact, it's over. The fact that you picked Lamar and you picked Burrow when Josh Allen is just sitting there and he's the best quarterback in the league is weird to me. We already see what he's about to do. He's about to go on the MJ tour like I keep telling you guys he's going to win the Super Bowl I wish I could have put stock in him three years ago but now he's just one of the best in the league I don't see how you guys not say his name you guys are playing it extremely safe when you guys should easily be investing in a guy like Tua who people are down and out on <laughs> It's that simple. How much? How Penny much? Stocks. We, how we're much not trying we, to lose our money. No, that's fine. <laughs> we want to. We want to win. No, we don't want to lose. We want to make some money. We want to see that go up, 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 yeah. down, down, down. We want to see constant, you know, upwards. We don't want to. If see you guys want to talk casually, that's fine. But how I'm here to talk sophisticatedly. Uh, yeah. Right now, you're looking at Tua's price at twenty nine dollars. This is probably the lowest you're going to get it all season because when he finally enters that MVP caliber. Tua and MVP. You know he's in. Josh the only, the only thing, the only thing similar about those two is that they both have three letters. It's <laughs> 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 the only thing that's similar. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Tua oh, is crazy. No, no, no. But when think, Tua when Tua enters the top ten realm, then I think this his is the, price. This is the perfect time to, to Joel for you to really honestly, confidently say, I would take David Bacteria over. Tua, Can you invest in David Bakhtiari right now? Over Tua? Yes. I, I, no, I think that the only Come players on, they have... Invest in David Bakhtiari, who was out for players. basically the entire season, or invest in Tua Tungavailoa, who disguised the, essentially the limit. The what? The sky's, the sky's the, the limit? The sky's the limit. The ceiling's the he, limit. This ceiling right here. These are like six-foot ceilings, too. And his ceiling is a Super Bowl champion. Josh Allen's going to run the division for 10 years. Okay, yeah, and he sadly. could he could still lose in the playoffs, which we've seen already. Not to Tua. There's only one man that's beating him in his, at his best right now. That's Mahomes. He won't beat him this year. So I'm on the Mojo app right now, and looking at who you like, who they have as players, it's quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, and tight ends. Okay. So they so don't no have any defensive players or offensive linemen, defensive linemen. Uh, it's quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, and tight ends. This is such a dope app because everybody projects nowadays. This is just a great way to go project. Like, who do you think? Like, right now, Jordan Love stock is at three dollars and thirty four cents. That's, that. That's a steal. No, that not. is a steal. steal. Is nuts. No, there's, 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 Mojo is stealing your money. That's what they're doing. <laughs> Zach Wilson is, is at $31.68. What's, what's Jalen Hurts at? Jalen Hurts right now is at $35.50. See, that's another good investment. So you you mentioned Josh Allen. He's at 84 bucks. You mentioned Lamar Jackson, $56. 
Uh, you mentioned gap. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow cost $68. Respectable where gap. Where Tua cost 29 Get more bang for your buck. Invest in Tua over these guys that I would invest we already in know are going to be That's because Mojo knows Joe Burrow is going to be a great quarterback for years. No, they and they're kind of... Because expecting to a fizzle out. The goat Tom Brady is hundred and seventy dollars. He's done. He's basic. what happens when he retires? It just stays, right? Like I don't know how that works. I actually have no idea. We got to ask, ask, ask Like if he just retires, you get yeah. your money or we'll, like, get, we'll just, get clarity on that. Yeah. With the wide receivers, the highest wide receiver right now is Julio Jones at twenty five dollars and seventy six cents. What's Jettis? Um, Jettis is at twenty four dollars sixty six cents. What's it? Which? What do you? What? What? what, what ah, damn! What would y'all have thought Peyton Manning would have been his first couple years? This was Mojo. Peyton Manning, yeah, I mean, he, was he was drafted number one overall. He but when I'm talking about like I think, when he was I asked, he was he was somehow he wasn't great. Think he'd been like twenty dollars. Well, right now Justin Herbert's at eighty six dollars. So it wouldn't be that high. Trevor Lawrence right now is at fifty five dollars. So it'd I think probably it would be like Trevor Lawrence. And then you would stock. imagine putting stuff. that stock in. That'd be crazy. Yeah, who do I pick? But like you mentioned, like Josh Allen, his first two years wasn't very good. So imagine you invested like in him, twenty dollars, and now he pops up like this. Like he pops off like this. You're probably doubling your money, and it's just on investing into athletes. Like just think about it. Every day in our conversations that we have with our friends or amongst ourselves, we're always talking about how like. Like, I wish I can bet on this player. Like, I, I think, yo, this guy, he's going to be the real deal. So now Mojo allows you to actually put it into action and fruition and bet on their stock and these players' careers. No other app has done this. I think this is one of a kind, and that's why we're excited to partner with Mojo. I think Dope. it's going to be amazing. Put when stock I, in Drake London, baby. Yeah. Good take. We're also going to have weekly updates in terms of, you know, how the market's moving on the show. So we'll be able to uh, keep you guys updated on what's happening in the market. And, guys, we're invested in as well. I'll tell you what, really quick. I just invested in Saquon Barkley. His stock right now is at $18. They gave me 25 beans. Do it right on Saquon. When he wins Offensive Player of the Year, <laughs> leads the league in rushing and scrimmage yards, I'm going to be rich. Get your hand off my damn leg. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sicko. <laughs> So on to the start of the show. <laughs> Thursday night football recap. The Chiefs beat the Chargers 27 to 24. We all picked the Chiefs to win, right? We yeah, did. We did. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on this game? What what was your main takeaway? Riv, I'll start with you. Um, for me, I just my main takeaway is this Chiefs defense has potential. I think this Chiefs defense is really young, has <laughs> Don't start smiling at me like that. This defense is really stingy. I think in the second half, they made a good, a good amount of adjustments, and they really kicked in, and they've started to make stops. You saw Chris Jones in the fourth quarter start to impose his will on that offensive line. In the first quarter, though, just to start off in the beginning, you saw the Chargers be conservative. They took some shots. Fourth and one, they got it going. Mike Williams took over the game in the first half. He just couldn't be stopped in one-on-one coverage. And you saw a lot of the young corners and Sneed, Fenton. They just, they're too aggressive. They they bait too much, and Mike Williams took advantage of that. He's 6'4". There's not many guys that can stop him one-on-one no matter what. Corners are small, wide receivers are big. He's 6'4", just throw it to him. So I thought the Chargers in the first half, they played well. But it was like a tale of two halves. First half, the Chiefs didn't look well. They turned up in the second half. First half. Chargers looked great. Second half, they didn't look too well. That turnover, I know people like to say that was the turning point, but the Chargers had two two four and outs right before that turnover. So you saw the Chiefs starting to slowly get that pressure, slowly start to build that momentum, and then that touchdown by Mahomes kind of like uplifted, like, all right, that was really the momentum change. Like, all right, it's time to really get it going. And then you just see, like, I know we all, I think most of us at the table think the Chargers are probably a top two team in the AFC, especially after last night. We think I think they're extremely complete. 
Their offensive line, Corey Lindsey, he went out. He didn't play the second half. That was huge for them. But I think they're complete on the offensive end. I think defensively, they're one of the best groups I've seen so far. But I just think when you have a guy like Mahomes on that other end, it really doesn't matter how good your team is because Mahomes is going to make it look good anyways. But I, I think watching this game, you know, both teams look impressive. The Chargers look like they could make a run. The Chiefs look great. And this was a great game to start. I hope Herbert gets better. But he, these are the games that he has to win. This is the games where the Chargers, in order for them to get into the playoffs, fourth quarter, they have to finish it out. Third quarter, they have to complete. They have to be complete from one to four. And they wasn't like that for the last game. Chargers had opportunities. There was two badly missed interceptions that uh, there was a bunch of conversation on Twitter that Mahomes is one of the only people that you look at and think that people really scrutinize his almost interceptions. I mean, that's not necessarily true. You said at this table, we talk about almost interceptions almost all the time. But let's be real. The Chargers needed to make those plays. I'm not going to say that, oh, man, they would have gotten the Chargers with one. No, you need to make those plays. It's quite simple. Santi Samuel dropping that interception, and I'm blanking on the one that, that dropped the interception. But it really looked like a catch if you asked me. Do you know which one I'm talking about? The one that he caught it. kind The of controversial bumbled. one. Exactly. Yeah. But they ended up scoring on that drive. You mean you need to seize these opportunities if you're the Chargers when you're playing an elite team like the Kansas City Chiefs or a very experienced team in the Kansas City That's Chiefs. That's the one where J.C. Jackson got beat, right? No. Well, that also— See, that like that's I don't why I think don't, that was that drive. But. I don't think like I can't sit here because you 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 paid this guy. Like you brought him in. He's an all pro corner. He got beat by a fourth stringer. Missed game one and he did get beat by a, a fourth. Like he, he's a fourth. He beat you with a simple. Uh, like corner's you know, hard though. Corner's a hard position. You could play great all game. Yeah, you missed one. That and that's move it. was uh, come here. Like it was so smooth. It's he was like, open. Open. Yeah. Like he was open. Like so. It's like you know that's tough. And poor play calling on the Chargers and also on the interception. You had Gerald Everett, who was calling to be taken out of the game. They ran a no hurt. They ran a no huddle. Went to the line early, and they threw right at him again. He was gassed. He was not in a position to make a play on that. And then it ended up being a pick six, with end, which ended up changing the entire like the landscape for too. the Chargers. Seventh round pick. And then they were. Then you had a position where Justin Herbert gets absolutely laced. It came out that he has a fractured rib. He's day to day as of right now. Who knows how long he's going to be out for? This is one of the faces of the National Football League. It's it's really sad that he's not going to be playing week to week, but we'll see what happens. He played relatively well. I'm looking at that interception. I'm not thinking anything of it, truthfully. I think that that's more so. Well, I To a degree, I'm thinking little of it in terms of long term, but in that moment in trying to win that game, Herbert needs to be conscious of what's going on in the field, needs to be conscious of his players. I said I gave a lot of, I gave a lot of pressure to to Joe Burrow on this film analysis that we did last show where the defense is pressing him and, and they're about to blitz him. I want Joe Burrow to be aware of that and be conscious of what's going on in the field. I want Herbert to do the same. So, of course, there's there's slight blame that goes on him, but then once he's playing hurt, you really can't say too much. Chiefs played an excellent game. Mahomes, where he didn't look great in the first half, second half, he came out, made the plays where he needed to. He made an insane throw, scrambling to his right pump fake, scored, to the, scored the touchdown to, to Jarek McKinnon. But overall, another good win by the Chiefs, 2-0. You were hurt. What you heard you say? You heard yeah, hurt. I would say that pick six was a pretty good play on the corner because Definitely. when you're watching it from uh, Herbert's view, I feel like he threw Gerald it right Everett's, to the corner. Everett's just so big that you couldn't see the corner. The corner yeah. was behind him, and he kind of snuck, got on the inside, and picked it off. I thought this was just kind of the epitome of these two franchises, right? You see the Chargers all the time lose games they're supposed to win, and you see the Chiefs win games they probably should lose or at least losing. I was watching the hurt earlier today. Mahomes, when he goes down by 10 or more points in the first quarter, wins 50% of his games. That's the nice. league averaged like 15%. 
This is just what the Chiefs, and especially since Mahomes has taken over, do. They shouldn't win these games. They shouldn't be in these games. Like some of these should be blown out. Like that's insane. You go down by two possessions, and it's game over. It's that's like all it you is. go up ten, and you have a fifty percent chance to lose this game. And still, Mahomes yeah. could find a way. Just that shows his greatness. Andy Reid doesn't fold under pressure. You know, he he's one of the best play callers. We know this already. And the Chargers. I don't want to read too much into it, right? Because. You're going up against the division champs, right? A team that we're expecting to be competitive in the AFC, potentially go to, you know, the Super Bowl. And you have Corey Lindsley get hurt, like you mentioned. Keenan Allen not play the entire game. Justin Herbert get hurt in that fourth quarter. So if you're a Chargers fan, yeah, you had opportunities, right? There was multiple times you could have had interceptions. Just there was a penalty that could have gone either way. You had a couple interceptions that could have gone either way. But that's just kind of what this Chargers franchise has been over the last few years, where all of these 50-50 balls seem to not go their way. And I do think that with Justin Herbert how great he is, eventually it will start going the Chargers' way. But when you're playing against the Chiefs, you really have to seize these opportunities. Now, I did think they would split. I did pick the Chiefs, so the Chargers still have a chance to split on the year. Obviously, this is not the end of their season or anything like that. You just got to hope Justin Herbert's healthy for next week. I'm not sure who they're playing off the top of my head, but with the injuries they had, the missed opportunity, 50-50 balls, you never feel good after a loss, but it's not like you got smoked. You didn't get 30 clipped. It wasn't a terrible beating or anything. So I think the Chargers will and be fine. And they were on the road. And they were on the road. And the Chiefs, if you're a Chiefs fan, you beat the Cardinals down, who defense isn't good, but they got Kyler. He's a top 10 quarterback. And now you just beat the Chargers, who everyone was talking. I picked them to win this division, saying they're going to win the division. Too. Now you're 2-0, and so you're off to a great start. I think Mahomes is like 22-3 and three against yeah. his division. Yeah, insane. Some nut number like not. Like, uh, Nominated the Broncos. Yeah, he hasn't lost. He's eight no against us. Eight, you know. Yeah, you know, uh, Embiid has never uh, lost to the Bulls in the NBA. Just to, he's never lost to so the Bulls. Why, really? why do you say that? Like that's not something that I'd be bragging about. No, I'm not bragging. I'm just showing the. Uh, oh, so how our teams are down bad? Yeah, Got correlation. It. Yeah, we we've never beat Embiid, so I get it. I trust me, I get you. Saying that uh, this has happened to the Chargers the last couple of years is generous. This has been their franchise <laughs> history. They're a bad luck franchise. It, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. The Chargers. Have bad luck. Before I get on to the game, I, I thought that Amazon Prime did an amazing job in terms of the broadcast. Uh, the crew that they have in, in the pregame show, Fitzpatrick, Richard Sherman, great. like uh, Tony Gonzalez, like they have a stacked all-star roster. And then also the broadcast, the next-gen stream where they Tough. have the stats and all 22 angle. I feel like football fans have been asking for this for a, for a while and Amazon killed it, and you know, That's a for the next, uh, they there. they paid at the NFL one point two billion a year to stream fifteen <laughs> games. Be so uh, wait, there's fifty. Is there, are they all exclusive on Amazon? Those fifteen? Yeah. Damn. Do you need Amazon, bro? I have Amazon. Oh, okay. I'm good. Yeah, I have Amazon Prime. Who doesn't have Amazon Prime? Yeah. There is some people who were literally on Twitter talking about where can I? I can't watch the game. I don't have Amazon. It's like. Damn, bro. It's only five dollars a month, man. Yeah. And you get it's Prime fun. out of it. Yeah, yeah and you get the free two yeah, day, two day delivery. Yeah. delivery. Oh, listen, yeah. I got it. Yeah, I, I feel like I've had Prime before any other streaming service. The nah, Chargers Netflix. dominated well, the first the half shipping yeah. before they were even a streaming service. I feel like I had them. You know what I mean? That is true. Good point. The Chargers dominated the first half defensively. I thought their defense came out to play. Um, Derwin James is phenomenal. Their defensive line. It goes to show the improvements they made on it this offseason with Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. And then having Sebastian Joseph, Sebastian Joseph Day there, their defensive line gets after it. Um, I feel like it was a tale of two halves. In the first half, you have the Chargers dominating defensively. The only reason the Chiefs scored was because they called a defensive pass interference on Bryce Callahan, which it was a 50-50 play. You could argue it wasn't um, defensive pass interference on Callahan. If it wasn't for that, 
the Chiefs probably get shut up, shut out in the first half. Mike Williams dominated the first he half. Ate. He came out in the first quarter. He, he had like already 80 yards in the first quarter. But the second half, the Chargers offense was a bit sluggish. They honed in on Mike Williams a bit more. And the Chiefs had these little breaks go their way, you know. Players dropping interceptions. The very next play, you hit Justin Watson on a 41-yard touchdown pass. Yes, he beat J.C. Jackson on that. I'm not going to overreact to that play. I think it's just a good play by Justin Watson. This Perfect is a guy who Patrick Mahomes has been talking about. Like He has a lot of chemistry with Justin Watson. It's not always these high-profile players that make big-time plays. And this guy, Justin Watson, just made a, a big-time play. I think the Chargers lost because of the pick six. It's as simple as that. 24-17, you're in the red zone. And Herbert throws a ball that he thought Everett was going to give more of an effort on. But Everett was gassed. He was tired. He was he was called. He was begging to be out the game. And the fact that nobody noticed it on the sideline, I think, is a bad coaching error. I agree. I feel like Brandon Staley's supposed to take charge in that moment and call a timeout and get Gerald Everett out the game. And that play ultimately cost them the game because then it was a pick six. Jalen Watson took it to the house. And then after Herbert gets hurt, you could tell he wasn't the same, even though he threw a dart on fourth down Bro. that got the Chargers in, in the red zone. I'm not even exaggerating. That's one of the greatest throws I've ever seen in my life. Justin <laughs> Herbert is unbelievable. And I've been saying this for a while. I think Joe Lombardi's play calling is frustrating. And I've been saying this since last year. You look at the Chargers offense last year. Yeah, their numbers look good. They're efficient. They were a top three in, in yards per drive. But... Joe Lombardi doesn't take shots with Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is somebody who can put the ball in places that very few quarterbacks can put it. He can throw it as deep as any quarterback in the NFL, yet he has one of the lowest depth of targets among all quarterbacks. I think he was 36 amongst 42 qualifying quarterbacks, so he's close to dead last, and I just don't understand. I understand part of it is a personnel issue because Mike Williams – Yes, he's a he's a jump ball receiver, but he's not a burner. Keenan Allen is a route runner. He's a um he's a possession receiver. And then who else? Josh Palmer. He's not taking the top off the defense. Neither is DeAndre Carter. He just got there. Jalen Guyan. They're not doing that. I feel like the Chargers offense lacks speed. They need somebody that can take the top off the defense and at least make you account for a vertical threat. Like with the Chiefs, yes, they lost Tyree Kill. But you, you still have McCall Hardman. You still have MVS. So you can take shots. You can be aggressive. You can have these players go down the field because they're very fast with the Chargers. They don't have those type of threats. That's why in the draft, I would have been a big advocate of them drafting a receiver like Jamison Williams or Chris Olave. I know that they were picked ahead of where they picked and they selected Zion Johnson eventually. But that's what I feel like this offense lacks. And also the offensive line, it's good. It's not an elite-level unit. I think Justin Herbert masks a lot of the deficiencies within the offensive line because he gets the ball out quick. He doesn't take sacks, so it makes the offensive line look better. But there are deficiencies. Justin Herbert just makes it look better than it actually is. But that's the concern I have with them moving forward. I think their defense this year is elite enough to keep up with any team in the NFL. It's just about winning those tough, grinded-out games, and the Chargers have yet to really figure out how to win those games. But... That's their next step as a team. But like you said, this was a game on a road. We all picked the Chiefs. We didn't think the Chargers were going to come in here and win. We thought they were going to make it a competitive game, Facts. which they did. So now it's about taking care of business at home and just keep on winning these other stretch of games they have. But I, I'm still high on the Chargers. 
And the Chiefs' front seven continues to impress. I mean, George Karloftis looks like a veteran out there. Chris Jones can single-handedly dominate a game. Frank Clark had some showings. Nick Bolton is is on a path to being an all-pro linebacker in this league. Like, the Chiefs have a lot of great young talent, and that's a credit to their front office because they draft very well. Shout-out to my boy Asante Samuel Jr., man. He played well yesterday. Played amazing, man. He did. Oh, my God. That's my that's my boy. I'm sorry. I'm losing. It's all right. He kind of folded, though. You can't say he folded if you make a great play. Nah, you need to make that, especially in the end zone. Hey, listen, man. Year two, he's not his dad. Listen, relax. He, Asante Samuel not. also dropped interceptions. He's, he's going to get there. So year two, let him, get his, let him get his feet wet. You know what I'm saying? Once he gets his feet wet, you know, quarterback's job is to make plays. I'm with you. Another thing that I have to give credit where credit is due, Joel's guy, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he showed out yesterday. He One thing I didn't like, but Joel made a fair point to me when we were on our way here, that I didn't like how when he was running with the ball, he was too mindful of not fumbling. <laughs> but, of course, last season where he ended up getting a lot of shit, honestly, was because one of those plays, Baltimore, he just popped the ball right out and he fumbled. He was trying not to fumble, but I want you, if I'm Clyde Edwards-Alaire, break away. You had daylight. Put the ball in your right arm and run as fast as you can. Other than that, he's looked very explosive. These two weeks early on, he already has two touchdowns. He's looked good on the ground. He's looked good uh, in the past. He's breaking a ton of tackles. Got to give credit where credit is due. I've been very harsh on Clyde up until this point in his career. It's time to acknowledge. Yeah, he looked really solid. Um, I think another thing, too, Mahomes mentioned after the game, through two weeks, I mean, no one else has played week two, I guess, but... I know we were talking about is it going to be Khalil Mack and Bosa versus Crosby and uh, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. Um, I mean, bro, that Chargers pass rush is elite. Mahomes said their plan going into the game was everything quick that first half because they know those boys were coming. And I mean, Khalil Mack different. Another, yeah, and they I, struggled. Back. They, they struggled that first half. Right? They didn't score any. I don't remember how many they, they scored. They only scored seven. seven. They the scored touchdown. Seven. Yeah, they scored seven. And then the McKinnon, second half, the side, the, the yeah, yeah. it was ten seven. Ten seven. Going but that was off that that drive. They scored off that drive, but that was a drive where Bryce Callahan got called for the DPI. Right. Now, Mack DPI different. On the interception. Mack, Mack. Let me ask. Also different too, but Mack, he's. It's early. Most is better than Mac. Probably is. I don't know. Uh, Mac looks really good. Nah, he is, but I think Bose is better. There's nothing wrong with it. They both elite. They're, yeah. about, they're both elite. Healthy Khalil Mac. Would Mac have three sacks week like, one? It's hard not to go Mac, but I know where you're coming from. Left, Joey tack- le- left tackles are better in the end than right tackles. Joey Bosa. And as a run stopper, too, tackles. Khalil Mac is elite. Nah, he is. Nah, um, is like I know that. it's early in the season. Sky Moore. Early in his career, two games, one catch, 30 yards. He had two snaps. He doesn't play a lot. I don't understand this. I'm not worried. Growing pains. It's like, dude, I'll worried. be honest. If I'm Sky Moore, I should be getting more burn over MVS. Why? I was about to tweet right before Justin Watson got that touchdown. I was saying, why is he on the field over Sky Moore? And he got it, and I deleted the tweet. Good. I was like, I'm not doing that. Glad I, you I don't understand that, that, though, because Sky Moore is somebody that's is, he's a slot receiver. I know he can play outside, but he doesn't have the type of speed that MVS or McCole Hardman have. McCole plays not yesterday. And he's not playing over. Skymore's pretty damn fast. He he's fast. not as fast as MVS or McCole, though. He doesn't have But what's McCole's like, really? What's McCole played fine yesterday. He played all right. Yeah. Played I mean, McCole last please. year had 670-something yards. 693. Yeah. Like, that. that's good for the third option on the team. Yeah, that's fair. It's on the Chiefs. Hating. If you have Tyreek and Travis hating. Kelsey, that's a good. That's good. What is, what is this being a McCole Hardman stand? What? Why? 
Of all people to like McCole Hardman, the nerve of you. He's regular. You like regulars. Like Why who? can't I like who's no, regular? But, but like Tua. Isn't, isn't that He's alarming to you though? You're on Finn fam, bro. I like the Fins. I like the team. I like the you like Tua? No, no, no. If you, no, if you no, like no, the Fins, no, you no, gotta no. ride. So wait, hold up. Isn't that alarming to you? Like if you think McCole Hardman's regular, don't you think that the Chiefs see Sky Moore in practice every day and they're like, he's not better than exactly. That's exactly my point. So you're alarmed. I am Sky alarmed. Moore. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just a rookie. He's a rookie. No, that's exactly what I'm trying to yeah, say. I mean, if, if this is the case, we McCole's been, 10, McCole's been be in the system for like three years. Yes. No, I understand. He's very you, comfortable in the system. I, I don't think anybody was. I don't, I don't think just, anybody really any of them were going to play over McCole because he's been in the system. I'm with you for three years. I'm with you. No, MBS and Sky don't even play the same type of play style. So I don't think he. It was really just McCole and. I'm blanking off some and, and Juju. So they and Juju MVS. wasn't MVS. They need yeah. MVS's. Yeah, so it's like right now they're offense. vets in front of him. And Justin Watson didn't play much. He played 15 snaps, I think, too. He didn't He play, just caught so. that one. So it's I like, mean, this uh, year for the Chiefs is going to be about Mahomes just picking his poison with a receiver. He said that to start the year, too. He said yeah. that your fantasy owners are going to be mad because you don't know who you're going to start. Yeah. This week it was Justin I was Watson. Late, Last I was week it was against Juju. And Juju he did yeah. absolutely. Kelsey didn't do much other. Five for 50. I, I think you had I to pick Kelsey to get over it. Derwin dumped him on his neck. That was tough. That was. Front. What'd you call it? A spine buster? Spine buster. That is a spine buster. I know. It's spine buster is kind of insane. It's pretty, it was pretty well, nasty. When did you call no. it that? I tweeted it. You tweeted it? Yeah. I tweeted it. No, you yep. tweeted back buster. Yeah, I, I, I got them confused. You messed up. <laughs> you messed up. <laughs> you, you folded. You folded. Game it got over. a lot of likes, though, still. But you would have got way more if you just said yeah. spine buster. Yeah. I was like, fuck. After I tweeted <laughs> it, I was like, it is spine. Yeah. I was like, shit. Dumbass. You were thinking what? of Batista uh, bomb? Batista. Yeah. What? Well, no, I was thinking about Batista's move. He does the. Mm, he does no, that. the Batista bomb is he kind of like brings he puts, you. He puts, yeah, he puts, he puts your you balls face, in his face. Exactly. And he just flips you over and then it's weird. Did you say la- that's your favorite finisher? <laughs> 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 no, my favorite finisher is Sweet Chin Music. Very fire. Kicking you right in the face. It's very dope. Or uh, Swanton Bomb. Swanton so. Bomb is classic. It got to be like somewhere high, good. though. It can't be no regular shit. Like, I, I used like, to have a bouncy cage. house for my birthdays, and I used to do Swanton Bombs off the bouncy house. <laughs> my dad. I, I used to wrestle in this shit. We used to wrestle in this shit. I used to do Swanton Bombs. My dad, for my fourth birthday, got me like this the rock cake. Like, in a, uh, we Tough. Had a, yeah, we had a party, and uh, everybody was a, uh, a wrestler. WWE. Yeah, because he took me. That, that was the first time he took me to a WWE show. We went to Raw. This was back in the day. I think just like The Rock when, on his uh, farewell tour, he was booed but liked at the same time. He's a legend. Go. That's lit. I've only been to SmackDown. I went to SmackDown yeah, once, I think. That's it. I'm actually that's going to AEW Dynamite Wednesday. I remember you telling me. Yeah, Arthur what, this Ash. Wednesday? Yeah. Oh, this Wednesday. fucking dope. Yeah. You sitting in the front? Yeah. What, do they sit or is like there's, is there actual seats or yeah, you stand? Are. are you going oh, with GD? Because everybody's always standing. Who's that? That's why I said that. You're fold. No, 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 no. I'm going alone. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm going alone. I didn't yeah. fold. That was actually perfectly executed, but go ahead. You know what I don't know. Exactly. I don't, that, this is a wrestling thing. I'm out of the loop. And no, uh, he said, are you going with someone? That's I don't know who GGD is. No, no, no. I'm going, I'm going Dolo. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm out of the loop. Where is that? It's at Arthur Ashe Stadium. It's in New York, I believe. I'm out of the loop yeah. on this one, buddy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that expensive. Like, the front row seats, I bought it for like $200. That's kind of chicken. I, I wouldn't know. For front row? No, front row. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But AEW, it's not it's not WWE. It's it's close but right no. now. <laughs> close, no. The ratings are like neck and neck. Here we go. Weekly. Is it? Yeah, they are. Actually? Yeah. That's respect. Yeah. Damn, I you didn't know, the, know that. The cha- it's going to actually be a championship match. The one I'm going to, it's uh, going to be Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. 
Oh, Brian. Oh. Bro, you're seeing a classic. Daniel yeah. Bryan's at Yo. AEW? Yeah, it's Daniel Bryan and Dean Ambrose. I know, bro. Oh. I ain't that out the loop. I know, I know. So you know he's John Moxley? Yeah, he's Dean Ambrose, but... They, WWE owns... Yeah, WWE owns his name, so he has to go so pick another corny. one. Now, yeah, so there... Because since uh, CM Punk got suspended and shit like that, and, you know, like, <laughs> Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks... CM they, Punk hilarious. Yeah, they, I saw his little rant. It's so funny. Yeah. They all got suspended, and CM Punk was the champion, so they vacated the title. And these past couple of weeks, they've been doing, like, a royale to see who's going to fight for the title. So Daniel Bryan beat Chris Jericho to, like... Tough. Chris, Chris Jericho is still wrestling? Nah, Chris Jer- like, not. 50, bro? Nah, he's a legend. Chris Jericho is legit in AEW. Oh my he has God. to be a legend. He's been wrestling for, like, Isn't 50 Isn't AEW, years. like, the young guys, like, trying to come up? No, no that's NXT. Oh. AEW it's a combination said, of two. We're taking all the guys in WWE All the old heads. Are I think Chris, is Christian done. over there in AEW? He is. But he's not like a main guy. Is it kind of like ECW? Never, to be honest with you, Christian. He's never been a main guy. That's not his vibe. Not is it like way. how ECW was back in the day? No, ECW was actually part of WWE. No, it but was? I understand what he said. Oh, yeah, that, ECW. Video, that video game was SmackDown vs. Raw, including ECW. That game was tough. I'm going to be honest, bro. AEW is not like this off-brand yeah, you violate. Like, no. It, no, ECW, it is, no, it is, no, it is, ECW fell no, no, off crazy. But ECW, but ECW was elite. At one point, ECW was tough. When it got bought by WWE, it was. Off How brand many? wrestler when the e- WWE, WWE had bought like ECW, it was like off brand. No. Nobody like, really cared about it. Rob Van Dam was on it was on ECW. St- Sting on was on ECW. Sting was not on ECW. Was. Sting was on WCW. Sting was in TNA. That too. Uh, Sting TNA, was never in ECW. He was on WCW. Then he went to TNA. Sting was not on ECW. TNA. I forgot about that. Yeah, ECW. Once WWE bought it, it became kind of ass. You thinking of Sabu? Tommy Dreamer, Sandman. ECW was tough because they did all the crazy shit. Like they would have. He was on ECW. And all that. He was. What year? Twenty ten, maybe or some shit. This is a minute ago. Sting is old as hell. Yeah, he's wrestling the sixty three. Sixty three. Yeah. Oh, he's old. Now ECW was turned. Wait, sixty. Well, he's sixty three years old. Yeah, I Sting? thought you meant he was. He was at ECW in nineteen sixty three. What the fuck? Nah. Yeah, Sabu was on there. I know that. It was in the game. Bubba Ray Dudley. Balls Mahoney. The Dudley boys. Uh, the Tommy Great Kali. Tommy Dreamer. Um, Christian was on there for a little bit. Matt Hardy was I there for a little bit. I started watching ECW. Is it just the players that are washed up? ECW is like, a, it's like, it's like the third brand. When when the WWE bought ECW, they treated it like a like a whatever thing. Gotcha. Yeah. It was supposed to be like one on like Raw versus SmackDown versus ECW, but ECW couldn't. They tried that. to make it good, but I mean, nobody really... Paid much Paul Heyman was like in there and shit. Taz, Taz. like it was like you got to understand like ECW before it was names I don't know. I'm sorry. Like ECW before it was bought by WWE, it was what you're talking about, like very extreme, very like holy yeah, shit. Let nuts. me tell you this: once it got bought, right. Sting fought in like the ECW was never really signed to ECW. Mm. But like once they got bought by WWE, everything kind of got toned down, so it wasn't ECW. When it was before they toned shit down, it was crazy. They used nah, to spear used, dudes yeah. to yeah. fire. I know tables. shit was fire. Yeah. I remember watching that Nick Foley edged. Oh, y'all gonna get me in my bag, bro? I watched this uh, Dark Side of the Ring uh, from Vice that they released, mm-hmm. and I forgot his name exactly, but it's this wrestler who wrestled for ECW, and he was like a fucking lunatic. Uh, he was like just mad extreme, bro. And he was in a match with another wrestler. And before the match, he got him upset like backstage because this wrestler, like I'm trying to let me let me get the names um, to like actually. Say, All right. So, so here the balls Mahoney for me. Bubba Ray Dudley, Devon Dudley, the Dudley Ra- boys. Rhino, Rob Van Dam, Sabu, the Sandman, Stevie Richards. I remember Stevie Richards. OK, so OK. And ECW was New Jack and Vic Grimes. This is what I was watching. Oh. So New Jack, he he is like <laughs> kind of crazy in the head. He passed away, so rest in peace to him. But 
Vic Grimes and him had a match, and he hit him with this move, and it fucking injured Vic Grimes. Like, he suplexed him, and, and New Jack hit his head, and he was in the hospital, and Vic Grimes never paid him a visit. So New Jack got mad as shit, and they were scheduled to wrestle again. When they wrestled again, New Jack was like, when we're on the top of, like, where we're going to be, it's like this kind of, like, little uh, pillar on the top. He was just going to push this motherfucker down, mm. and he almost killed him. Like, New Jack almost killed this wrestler. The only thing that stopped his fall was the ropes. Like, his leg, like, these are the ropes. His legs went on the ropes, and he bounced back into the ring. Damn. But, like, New Jack was deadass trying to, like, kill him. I don't know if he was trying to kill him. He was definitely trying to hurt him. No, bad. no, no. He... In the in the documentary, he said, "I was trying to kill that motherfucker. <laughs> I was trying to kill him." I was like, "Yo, nah, he nah. was nuts." Look at this fall, bro. You're about to see this fall. This is just real quick. Uh, WWE, ECW. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, look, he has scars on his head from like how much times he's cut himself from like making himself bleed and shit. So, this is the fall. Oh, yeah, he said he was trying to because he pissed oh, him Nilo off. Brown. That's nuts, bro. Yo, yeah, bro. ECW is crazy. But Dark Side, Dark Side of the Ring is like a series that Vice does. And it's really cool. Like they go in depth on like crazy stuff that happens. I see him on TikTok every once in a while. Yeah. Moving on to the next topic. Robert Sarver was suspended. He's suspended for one year. Find $10 million and has to complete a training p- program. And they interviewed 320 individuals because they did this uh, independent investigation. Um, investigation. Over 80,000 documents. And on five occasions, he repeated the N-word, made sex-related comments in the workplace, and engaged in demeaning and harsh treatment of employees. Now, what are your thoughts on this? Jadu, I'll start with you. The NBA usually is right on point with certain punishments. This is one of those that I'm looking at, and he got suspended a year. He got sus- he got fined the maximum $10 million, and I'm still looking at it like it's a slap in the wrist. <laughs> Automatically, when racism and sexist acts are brought into a workplace environment, especially an association like the NBA, you need to do everything you can to right their wrongs. Because there are a plethora of individuals that admire the NBA and everything that the NBA stands for. And then you have people that are higher up in the league itself and they're behaving completely how you would not want the the, the cream of the crop, the, the owners of the league to be acting. I apologize. It's all right, man. It happens. When, when Sterling was forced to sell the team, that was proper action. They acted quick. They said, you need to sell the team. That was great. But apparently here in this situation, Adam Silver believes that he did not have enough power or he does not have the power to make Sarver sell the team. I'm I'm unsure whether it's when the Clippers were, the Clippers at that point in time, they weren't a great franchise, so they were forced. I, I'm wrong, actually, because Blake Griffin was on that team. Chris I don't Paul know, was, was, was Chris Paul at, acquired at that DeAndre point in time? Jordan was on that team. So, listen, that, that was a great team in the making, and still yeah. he was forced to sell the team. Of course, the Suns are one of the powerhouses in the Western Conference. I don't know if that had to do with why he wasn't forced to sell the team, but even still, even enhancing my point even more, the Clippers were an up-and-coming roster. They forced Sterling to sell the, sell the Los Angeles Clippers. Why wasn't Sarver forced to do the same? 
a year suspension and ten million to a guy like that is absolutely nothing. I think he should sell the team. I think Adam Silver has the power to do it. And like you said, racism was involved, sex stuff was involved. I think like as a as a team, I'm looking at because when you're a when you're an owner, you you represent the team. You come in, you represent the city. Like the Phoenix Suns are Phoenix. You represent the city. You represent the fans that reps Phoenix wherever they are in the world. You represent the players. You guys are a community. You come together. So if the top of the food chain acts like that, then it's like, how does that how does that look on the organization, on the Suns? Now it's like who else does it? You know what I'm saying? So I think, like you said, the Donald Sterling thing, they made the right move. That was the right decision. If I'm the players, they don't they shouldn't play. They're, they're, they should they should band together and we're not playing until this guy has to sell the team. That's how, like because imagine if that was your sister that worked for him, or your sister that was there. Like imagine if that was your brother sitting in front of him when he was using those racial slurs. I think like that's what the players should do. They got to step up and take charge. I feel like Adam Silver would instantly show that power if the players take the charge. Because if a whole team doesn't play, then shit starts to look funny. But honestly, I think. They should have moved the same way with the Donald Sterling thing. They should have made him sell the team. I don't think he should be just suspended or get the $10 million fine. Because what does that do? A suspension is you still can come back and still be the owner and of the team. And what's $10 million to an owner that's Nothing. nothing. He's going to make that back instantly. Day, probably. So it's, it's, they, they, they moved. They didn't make the right. They, they, I want to say this correctly. Their heads was in the right place. I hope, but they didn't make the right end result. They didn't execute right at all, and they could have done a lot better job at this. It seemed like the biggest difference we were talking about between Sterling and Sarver is the recordings that they had on Sterling, right? And if that's the main difference between these two situations where, well, we caught Sarver, Sarver, but the Sterling one, we caught him, plus we had him on tape, plus he got out to the press, so everyone got to hear it, so it exemplifies it. That doesn't make this any less just because you don't have a physical recording of him saying it or a video of him doing it. I just think it really comes back to not just the NBA, too. We see with Dan Snyder, when you have these old white men who own literally almost every team in the MLB, NBA, NFL. I think the Panthers, I know, have a new owner. I know Curry's minority owner, too, mm-hmm. so they I'm not sure what they are. But um, when you have all of these old white owners, like this shit comes up. And especially over these last 18 years, because you got to think about it like, Especially in these last couple of years, it's really been exemplified with the BLM movement and everything like that. But when you go back in time, like 18 years ago in 2002, they were doing this lackadaisically. Like they were doing it out in the open. They weren't hiding anything and people were looking at it like it was just some funny shit when it never was. And now it's coming back to bite them. And now he's getting left off the let off the hook. Excuse me. Just because they don't have this recording of him. Just because there's nothing physical to really pin it on him. I don't think... Um, Adam Silver can do it himself, but I believe they just need 23 out of the 30 owners to agree for him to sell the team. Now, I don't know Sarver's relationship with the other owners. If he has great relationships with everybody, it's probably going to be hard for him to sell the team. But if he doesn't have any relationship with these guys and they see him doing all of this bullshit, then they have a pretty good reason to say, yeah, you should end up selling the team. I think we see the same thing with Dan Snyder, which I feel more confident that he doesn't have as good relationships with the NFL owners because he's been going on seems like this lawsuit has been going on for years with Dan Snyder, all the sexual uh, like misconduct, misconduct and all the stuff that's going on here. But in Sarver's case, the suspension makes no sense. It's one year. What's the big difference? You can't go to the games. You can't be around the players. You can't be in the locker room. Like, is that really going to be a big deal? You can deal? still be at home collecting that bread. For sure. And then a $10 million fine for someone who's worth billions of dollars. They're going to make $10 million back on opening night probably. All the money they're getting from TV revenue, all the ticket sales, the concessions. Like, that means nothing to them, right? A year suspension 
doesn't move the needle for anybody. That's just the NBA saying, hey, we tried. We gave him a year suspension. But at the end of the day, like, he should be – le- the conversation should be at least starts with selling the team and then go from there. That should have been the minimum penalty. Yes, exactly. That's where the conversation starts. This was a slap in the wrist. Um, definitely, I think you hit it right on the nail. You guys all made some great points. I think when listening to Adam Silver's press conference, the most damning comment came from a question from Howard Beck. When Howard Beck asked Adam Silver, why should there be a different standard for an NBA owner than it would be for everybody who works in a league? Mm. And Adam Silver answered that question by saying, there are particular rights here to someone who owns an NBA team as opposed to someone who is an employee. And I think that comment that Adam Uh, Silver made... It it was, I think, Adam Silver's worst moment as a commissioner of the NBA. His comment was so bad, the NBA had to write a PR statement to retract what he said, and they basically were like, we hold everybody accountable to the same degree. And that's obviously not not true. Myers Leonard is not in the NBA, (laughs) and that's because he got caught, you know, saying some racist shit on, on stream. So now you have Robert Sarver, who it's been years of him being accused of misconduct. I mean... This isn't new. I think most people that, you know, keep up with NBA owners, which isn't a lot, but some people do. Uh, Robert Sarver is somebody that is known as one of the worst owners in the NBA. And you're right. The difference between him and Donald Sterling is that Donald Sterling was caught on camera, was caught, I mean, in the video recording. And it was 33 years of him having lawsuits against him where Robert Sarver was on an independent investigation on him. That being said, Adam Silver has a year to fix this. Robert Sarver is suspended for a year, which means that within that year, they can find a solution on him selling a team and him not being back in the NBA. But I I think all the players did their part and everybody else around the organization is doing their part. LeBron James speaked out about it. Chris Paul speaked out about it. He used to be the former NBA president for the Players Association. The Suns vice chair, John Najafi, has called for the resignation of Robert Sarver. And this guy is somebody who owns the second largest stake in the Phoenix Suns. Now, is he doing this because he actually wants to see Sarver gone or because he wants to be number one in terms of stake? I don't, I don't know, but in this case, it's not that big of a deal. And PayPal has said that they're not going to renew their sponsorship. Yeah. They're They sponsor the Suns. Uh, They have the patch on their Jersey. The PayPal is not going to renew their sponsorship unless Robert Sarver resigns. So there is pressure from sponsors, from players, from owners, from minority owners that want Robert Sarver gone. I think eventually he is going to be gone. I just feel like it just sucks that the NBA couldn't get it right in their first try, which they should have been able to in their first attempt. Yeah, and especially because you said we look at the NBA as such like a forward-thinking league, right? They're very quick to get to stuff early, especially when it comes to racism, sexism, at least we would like to think. Yep. Um, and you have all of these owners who... When you have that much money, you just think you're above the law. You're above whatever the hell is going on in the world. So they've been doing this forever, and it just became normal to them. But in reality, the shit was never right. It was it was never good. And then when you do this and you just give him a year, he's thinking, all right, I got a year and 10 mil, but, like, what's the big deal? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm suspended a year after all of this shit I've done for the last 20 years. Like, now it's coming back to bite me, and all I get in a year, oh, what's the big deal, right? Like, looking back on it, I, I hope – I don't know if Silver can, like – change anything about this it seems like he can't like once he made the decision he made the decision but you look at the nba a little bit differently now 
It's like you have the one percenters, right? And then you have the people that own team that is like the 0.01% people where they're just the most rich of the rich. They're, this is what Adam Silver is was trying to say, or at least if I'm trying to find it from any positive angle at all, is that these guys are so rich that it seems as if they feel like they can get away with certain things that normal people can't. I think that that's how he meant to articulate it. I think that Adam Silver has done a, a very fine job up until this point. That comment, reading it blankly like that, that was crazy. It, it's horrible to hear. But if I'm really trying to do him any type of solid, that's the only way you can you can try and take it and make it positive by saying these guys are extremely rich. They are, are they have an opportunity that almost no one in the world has, and they don't know how to handle it time to time, and it is irresponsible regardless of that fact because it does not matter how rich you are. It should not impact who you are as a human being. And unfortunately, there's a lot of these guys in a lot of professional sports that act similarly, but we just don't know. Absolutely right. And, you know, hopefully over the years, especially I think our generation as we grow up, um, you know, like hopefully we can get more minority owners, more people that, so we just don't have a bunch of seven-year-old white guys who, listen, I don't want to make any generalizations or anything, but typically the people where this comes up, it's usually the older white men that have these problems, that have these situations, I shouldn't say problems, who are the ones that are racist, who are the ones that are sexist, because throughout their life, they're the ones who've been put on a pedestal since they're white and since they're men. They're the ones who've had all the opportunities before them. So I'm hoping as our generation yeah. grows up, you know, we I have think we've better we're starting to see it a little bit with A-Rod, LeBron, Steph. Yeah. They're Facts. trying to, like, we're, we're starting to see it slowly but surely. Like, even KG tried a little bit a couple years ago. He Derek tried Jeter, to, you cannot you know, forget Derek, Derek Jeter. Jeter. Like, we're starting to see slowly, like, not maybe not our generation, but the generation Bubba's. that was in front of yeah. us that played. They're starting to become. So once we get that in line, I think it would be a, a lot better because, you know, like you said, old men, they just, you know, like outside of maybe like Jerry West, Mark Cuban, even Balmer, I think those are the only few that people like have that, well, guys like us have that high level respect for. But other than that, I think we are starting to see the transition to where guys ahead of us are going to start to become owners. And I think that's the dope part. Transitioning to another press conference that happened, it was Donovan Mitchells. This really killed me that we're talking about this. Now, really the Cavaliers. There's only, one reason. there's only one reason why. The Cavaliers introduced Donovan Mitchell to the Cleveland Cavaliers. They were very ecstatic. Danny Ainge also had a press conference to talk about the trade as well. And for me, Danny Ainge said that the team did not believe in each other and the decision was unanimous to rebuild. Donovan Mitchell heard those comments and with an interview with Brian Windhorst said that the team did believe in each other and he was surprised and shocked that Royce O'Neal was traded because after the season had ended, Mitchell had spoken to the front office and said that he wanted to run it back. Now, I think what he said there was a, was a bold-faced lie, and if he does believe in it, it's delusional because I think anybody who watched the team knew that it was time to rebuild, and I think Danny Ainge and everybody in the Utah Jazz front office, they knew that. I Listening, don't know if it was time to rebuild. Get wing defenders. Maybe your problem was solved, but hey, what do I know? Listening to Donovan Mitchell talk in a press conference. Here we go. go. This is the only reason why this is a topic on this show. For one. The only reason. He said he was very close to being a New York Nick. That's it. He was. It's the the one reason. RJ Barrett was also interviewed, and he said he thought he was going to be a jazz. I fucking hate Danny Ainge. (laughs) Now, that's one because he would have traded RJ. 
Jesus, like, make up your mind. Come on, you're bro. killing yeah, you're like, me. How are you gonna say I hate him and just say I don't know if I'd trade RG? I I just love. I'd want Donovan Mitchell, but nonetheless, he's not a New York Nick. Yeah, listening to this press conference, I think this trade is gonna do wonders for Donovan Mitchell's reputation. You want to know why? Because the way people talk about Donovan Mitchell, you would think that he's not one of the best players in the world. Mitchell is still one of the best players in the world, but all I hear about him on Twitter, TikTok, any social media, he's a defensive liability. He's a bad playmaker. He's a shot chucker. He's all these different things. People overlook the fact that that he can single-handedly carry an offense. He's an offensive superstar. He's an offensive engine. He is seventh all time in terms of playoff points per game. He has single-handedly won playoff series. That's who Donovan Mitchell is. Now, he's also a plus playmaker. And in Cleveland, I can guarantee the defensive tenacity is gonna be there. And what how with can you his seven that? foot wingspan, lengthy arms, he's getting after those balls. He's gonna get after. But how can you guarantee that? The way that? you said that was crazy. Hmm? So how, you're, how you're, can you you're guarantee on, it because JB Bickerstaff preaches defense. And they have Mobley and Jared Allen in the back. And they have 6-1-6-1 in their backcourt. So that's going to help Donovan Mitchell as a defender. It's going to be rough. Now listen. Guards are going to feast. The Cavs have the core to compete for a championship. Will it be this season? No. Will it be next season? Possibly, probably not. But this is a team that in the next two to three years will be the best team in an Eastern Conference. And I'm kind of glad. Mitchell didn't end up with the Knicks for his sake. You want to know why? Because with the Knicks, it would have been playing, playing, not meeting expectations, oh, especially playing. with us. Say you guys were playoff locks. locks. He did. If we had RJ still, but I, I'm under the assumption we trade RJ. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. With, Finds a way out every time. That's fair. That's that is fair. You're fine. You made with it. the Cavs, he's gonna <laughs> make the playoffs. He's never missed the playoffs in his career. He's gonna make the playoffs, and they're gonna be a championship caliber team and Colby Altman has even said this is not a championship or bust situation we are trying to grow together Donovan Mitchell works out with Darius Garland in the offseason and Mitchell has said yo this guy he makes me better when we work out because he is possibly a better shooter than me he makes me go harder so now with them being on the same team oh this is gonna be fun to watch and I can't wait until we're at this table later in the year and we're saying man Donovan Mitchell might be the best shooting guard in the league because he's that damn good. He's not better than Devin Booker. Is he better than Jalen Brown? Wait yes, a second. he is better than Jalen Brown. Wait a second. Hold on. Why do we always talk about Jalen Brown? Yes, he's obviously better than Jalen Brown. We're not acknowledging Jalen Brown. But um, <laughs> the two-way ability, stop it. I feel like we had a segment early in the year, and I was trying to push Donovan Mitchell as the best two-guard in the league agenda. No, this was, this was maybe over a year ago. I feel like this was like... Five months, five, six, seven, eight months ago. Yeah, no, probably like in January, there. in February. But yeah. um, I've been preaching to you about Donovan for a long time, brother man. Long time. You just yeah, jo- yeah, I have. You just you just joined in the wave now, and I welcome you to the wave because this is a great wave. Um, <sighs> you fell off. Fell off what? You slightly fell off on Donovan. You were allowing the noise to get to you. I can't listen. As much as I love him, look how he played. I had to say, yeah, that's like right. when PG got. The three, yeah. I didn't say a word. Yeah. I just sat there and I'm like, what the fuck can I say? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, come on. Like, but to talk about this team, uh, 
Darius Garland. You're salivating? <laughs> I mean, look at the team. Rubio, Lavert off the, the bench. Defense, all right. Yeah, I don't know why I know. that was the first He said series. off the bench because Kevin Lavert Love. And- um, what do you mean? Rubio has made oh my God. guards all stars. He went to Mobley looked like why you Ricky Rubio? Rubio went to the Suns. Devin Booker was an all star. He went to the Jazz. Mitchell was an all star. He went to the Cavs. Garland was an all star. Oh Rubio God. has the all star guard effect. <laughs> this is what you're doing. <laughs> right. It don't matter who he's playing with. It's gonna become an all star. Let's talk about something real. Isaac Curls next. Because the real concern. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't don't start. No, no, that's what we're not gonna do. Isaac Curls is so mid. He's yeah, mid. The I'm, definition. Hey, of listen, it. I'm on the agenda. So, um, Karis LeVert's next. Nah, this is what I want to ask because I know we know your opinion. You think the Cavaliers are going to be? A They're very going good to the team. Eastern Conference Finals. I saw you tweeting very harsh oh. things about them and the Raptors. I'm, I'm gonna let I'm it gonna, slide. I'm for gonna now. say this. Well, I'm gonna say this. If the Celtics and the Bucks find a way to see each other again, in round two. Oh, the Cavs are walking to the ECF. Un- undoubtedly, in my mind, I think beat um, the Sixers. Yeah, I think they can Wait, beat the Harden? Sixers. I don't give a hell who he is. Nets. Um, they can beat the Nets. I think Allen and and Mobley are stopping. I think Embiid going to Mitchell. They can the the, the key, but I don't think so. The notion that Mitchell can't play defense is stupid. He he didn't his last couple years. I give you that, but the notion that he can't play defense is just dumb. Why he is was it a, stupid? Because he was a plus defender before the offensive output had to keep going up, especially in the playoffs. He was a solid defender his first couple years in the NBA. He was a good defender. He was a plus defender. He has the wingspan. He has athleticism. He can play defense. Can he guard elite players? No. Who, who really? Not even the best defenders can. Can he guard great offensive players? Probably not. But he won't. He's not a liability. So as much he can as, only defend good good ball. Well, players. a liability is somebody who can get picked on by damn near everybody. I don't think that's Donovan Mitchell. I think, and especially with J.B. Bickerstaff. And when you have two twin towers behind you, like he doesn't have just, before it was just Rudy Gobert. Now he has Mobley and Jared Allen. So it's like when you have that type of backline defense, it it makes you look a lot better. Garland wasn't as bad on defense as he was this year because he had that backline defense. Okora was able to take gambles because he had that backline defense. They were able to play Ricky Rubio and Garland when, you know, when Rubio didn't get hurt because of that backline defense. So I think... In that system with those type of players, that's just going to help him get better on defense, of course. And then on the offensive end, when you have those type of scores, Darius Garland, who doesn't need the ball, Donovan Mitchell, who's a great catch-and-shoot shooter, you have those type of players. Does Garland not need the ball? Garland doesn't really need the ball to be effective. He he can play off the ball. That's that's the beauty of Darius Garland's game. But, of course, you want him him, with the ball. ball, It's only been three years, bro. But his best year was with the ball. But in order in his to be hand. successful, now you have to bring in another guy and I you agree. have to learn and how listen, to play with him. We gave De'Aaron Fox a lot of slack for because he wasn't able to do so. Well, De'Aaron Fox isn't the playmaker Garland is. Exactly Garland is not. Point. Fox no. is not Garland. Exactly. And I he's not the shooter that. Garland is. Absolutely. So it, the spacing looks a lot different. So I think this team, like, like you said, has a lot of potential. Like, yeah. for Kobe, that's a good statement to say. This shouldn't be championship or bust. I think these guys are on, like, three, four-year contracts together. So I think they'll be together for a long time. Mobley's in year two. Jared Allen can still get better. Garland has only sniffed the surface of his potential. He hasn't even got there yet. So I think when you have this type of group together, yes, it's no championship or bust. You didn't even make the playoffs last year. That's your first get. You have to get to the playoffs. But I think the growth is important. The patience is important because for a team like this, you have to slowly build this up. J.B. Biggerstad is also not a rookie coach, but he's still a young coach with this core. So I think still it's a solid, yeah, this, solid This team coach. has potential. This team has a lot of potential. This is one of the best young teams in the NBA already, and I think they can make a lot of noise in the East. They would have made noise last year if their bigs didn't get hurt. 
but they did, and it happens. It's a part of the NBA. I, I still do think they need to get a little bit more depth, but I think Rubio, Levert, Love off the bench is nice. I think you got the starting five pretty much secured, and I think they can definitely make a run. Like I said, if by some miracle, like we said last year, the Heat didn't have to see the Bucks or Boston in round two. If by some miracle the seeding works out, Cleveland doesn't have to see those teams, I'm not saying they're going to automatically beat Philly, but I think that's a real chance that like we could look at it like, yo, we can make an ECF push. We can beat Philly. We can beat Miami. We can beat whoever else if it's not the Bucks or Boston in round two. So I think this team is special. I think it's amazing. And I will be watching every single game. No, rightfully so. They're definitely going to be Oh, the, they clear Toronto. Because I know you asked me. They clear Toronto. Whatever like you say. No, they clear Whatever Toronto. Whatever you say. Like, I don't think it's close. That's fine. Um, the, my one worry with them is that there's no middle ground with them. 100% you look at that backcourt. Offensively, they're fantastic. Defensively, I have my worries until I see it. On the frontcourt side, of course, you have the Twin Towers, as you already established, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Where's the wing defenders? We had that. Are Isaac Okoro the only guy that oh, you, you mean like there's more? You need more? Because please, he's an elite wing defender. He's not elite. He's an elite he, wing defender. No, he's not. Okay. Semantics. He's a great wing defender. I don't even know if I'd go that far. He can't shoot. That doesn't mean that has nothing to do with but, defense. And his defense. So really, he's a great. Why is he defender. playable? Because he's a great. What do you mean? They wouldn't play him if he wasn't a great. Defender. He's a Swiss Army knife player. And he can and cut. He's way? a good finisher. Like he's, he's, no, he's, do, he's a decent finisher. He just can't I'll give you shoot. that. That's that's literally it. And he can't really all dribble. around. He has a well-rounded game. He just doesn't thrive in any specific area. How is he really well-rounded? He's not a great shooter. Not a great scorer. His defense is is solid. I'll give him solid. That's really as far as I'll go. What does he really do for you on the offensive side of the ball? Doesn't really pass the ball. Great cutter. No, he's a he's a pretty he's a plus passer. He's not like a great playmaker, but he can pass my, the ball. My one concern is the wing, because we established the bench. Rubio, yep. Levert, love. And, and Love. Where's the wings? I'm failing to see them. That's my one concern. Other than that, offensively, yes, they're going to be great. Defensively, down down low, no doubt. But outside of that, on the, on the three-point line, that's my concern. Because let's say a really talented small ball team goes against them, and now you have to stretch Mobley out there, which yeah, Mobley I think Mobley has the ability to do so. But now you're asking him to do it basically all game, and we've seen guys or we've seen teams well, in the East who's an elite, able to do that. In the East, who's really going to be able to stretch them out in a small ball lineup? Even Boston doesn't really do it. Like they have, they play two bigs. The Bucks sure. play two bigs. Philly, they don't play too big. But Philly, but they, exactly. Philly's one of those teams that can. The Nets are one of those teams that can. Philly can, but it will still be them beat at the five. And Evan Mobley can guard P.J. Tucker. But that's what I'm saying. They can, he can go out there and guard a big. Like, the Nets will probably be the only team Correct. where you can say they'll probably go small, but then down low. Because you said walking go? to the ECF, like brushing over the Nets, not even uh, a question. Yeah, you know, I'll be playing sometimes. I'm sorry. They can beat the Nets, so. I'm not. It'd be like, a good series. I, the Nets have more question marks than the Cavs. Fact. Definitely. They have way more question marks than the Cavs. I know we love to say, yeah, they have Katie, Katie and Kyrie. They'll be great. But You know what? That is actually a really solid take. That's a really yeah, solid take. It's true. They still don't have a center. We still don't know what the defense is going to look like. They still have Steve fucking Nash. Katie and Kyrie's health. Like, that's four Simmons. question marks. Ben Simmons, what is he going to look like? You know, Royce O'Neal is cooked bacon. You got Joe Harris coming up. She's an what is he? Nah, he's not Joe good in the playoffs. So that's what? A curl's not a bad shooter. What does he shoot, like 35? Shit. He shoots 35%. That's How many attempts, though? 2.7. I don't, in the left, yeah, I don't even in know the, what that is. In the left that. corner, he shoots 35%. Right corner, he shoots 36%. And on layups, he shoots... 
He shoots sixty three percent. No, he's a really good finisher. He is a really good yeah. finisher. But like he's not this. He's not an ass player, bro. <laughs> I'm not no, saying he's, he's mid. I said he's, he's mid. mid. Yeah, the way you talk about him is like he's just. No, he said mid. He's, he's a whatever player. I mean, he okay, like yeah, but like the Cavs' best players. Oh, they're amazing. They're amazing. It's Donovan Mitchell. It's Darius Garland. It's Jared Allen. It's Evan Mobley. They got a the squad. fifth best player on that team is Kevin Love. Then it's Rubio. Then I'd say it's Levert. If Ozzie Curl is your eighth best player, they have no wings. That's not that's a bad the issue. Team. Evan Mobley's a wing. He literally guards the top of the key. His, defen- his defense is like really one. good. His, his ability to, to guard the perimeter and no, down No, it's not just really good. He's the best. At okay. one of the best yeah, he, he had a generational like, we know, defense. He's elite. We know what I'm saying. No, he's elite. Semantics. I know. You know how we get. He's better than Scotty Barnes defensively. You know how we get semantics. You know how we get in here, man. It's like I think we can all acknowledge that, yes, Evan Mobley is He's better than Scotty Barnes defensively. Sure. No, he is. I know. No, you Joel, I have a question. What do you mean? And offensively, too, <laughs> while we're at it. He's uh, better than him offensively, No, he's too. not. Uh, Scotty? Mobley isn't too... He's too passive for me. He's passive, yeah, but... He's passive as fuck. There isn't much that It's Scottie understandable does to be passive when it's Garland. Like, I get that. But Mobley, especially now... I just feel like he doesn't... He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't impose his will on mismatches as much as I want him to. I agree. Like, you shoving one, gay. You have, like, a 90-foot yeah, wingspan. Yeah, his wingspan's nuts. Go up. You're a grown ass man, like but you know he's young. scared. I wouldn't say scared. He just sometimes he doesn't want to play out at offense. I get it. I feel like passive you associate with scared, but yes, I understand. But I don't understand. Like okay, you may have your reservations about the Cavs. What about the Raptors the, with no fucking only this big? Year. I, mean, I mean, I get it. You, you're saying only this year, and you're what's holding you back is the wing position, correct? And but the that, defense that, that because I saw with the Jazz where. Of course, the two it's not the, the two big headed monster yeah. of of Mobley and Allen's complete. But that's in the West. But the East now is getting a lot better. But the East is more physically imposing in the paint, as where the West is more finesse on the I mean, wing. we just saw the team go to the final with JB and and, and JT yeah, but, being dominant but, but wings. But why, why did they go to the finals? Because they played a physical-minded defense. Defense, though. And Jared, Jared like, Allen never only can switch. No, they still have the wings, of course. But, I'm not. But that's not my question. My, my question with the Cavs is not offense. My question with the Cavs is specifically on the wing. But the thing about it is that even with that question, they're a top ten lock defense. No, for sure, they were they were a Probably great defense five. last season. So you don't think? But they even can still, get... they didn't make the playoffs. But you don't think they? Could... Why? They yeah. liked offense. That's not why they didn't make the playoffs. Well, they, they got hurt. They didn't make it because they got Jerry, hurt. I think it's just because Jerry Allen. But got even hurt. still, you know, like we had this discussion a little while ago. But Donovan but does help. Toronto the also got hurt too. Their starting line only played twenty eight games together, That's true. and they were the fifth seed. More experience. I guess that's very true. More experience. So if, if Donovan signed through 24 25, Easily. and you don't think they're a championship team this year, and you said there may be a championship team next year, and he doesn't sign that extension, he only has one year left on his deal going into that final year. Like, what does that look like then? Because, I mean, I like the fit in Cleveland, but I don't know. Is this like a Paul George situation where he goes to OKC, gets traded, right? Is, is like that what Donovan Mitchell is? or Because if he doesn't make that championship push and he becomes a free agent in 2025 or whatever it is, and th- the Knicks, for whatever reason, stays I, I think, available. In my opinion, no. I think you can't think about that. I think Cleveland made the They're right not move. In a position you, yeah, you have to just get, like, with a team like that who doesn't get as many free agents as you want them to, you have to just make those gambles, swing for the fence, and, and hope to your best that this team performs to the best of its ability. I'm, I'm not saying they made a bad move. No, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying in Donovan's head. And it's you a don't make that championship. It's a different push. situation. Depends on what he what free agency looks like that's, at that that's time. Fair. It's yeah. a different situation. When Paul George got traded to OKC, that was their team. Mello was Mello. 
Russ is Russ. They're not getting any better than that. They are who they are. So once they already f- got disappointed, there really wasn't anywhere to go up from. Well, that PG is got. their team. That is what they are. With the Cavs, Garland is not who he's not. He's not in his prime. Neither is Mobley. Neither no, is Jared Allen. Like Donovan Mitchell is coming into the situation, and he's trying to grow one. with these mm-hmm. guys. Like he knows the sky's the limit with this core. Like he's trying to grow. So I think it's a difference of situation. I think the Cavs are going to be great. You know, I think they're going to they're going to be a really good be team. Awesome, awesome. I think so too. Let's I just watch I hold my reservations when it comes to ECF championship. That's where I need to. No, I don't think anybody's saying they're winning the championship. I, no, I didn't say championship. Oh, no, that's why I started with ECF. ECF. Who can't they beat? Outside of the two teams that I named. Okay, so I mean that's the two teams right there. The Sixers is going to be a great matchup. I probably lean Sixers. The Nets is a wait and see. That'd be a really good. But you know, you don't see right like now. a scenario where they can't. No, I do. That's what I'm saying. I like, definitely do. But I don't. I doubt it right now. That's fair. They're a second round exit team. In terms of what, like ceiling? What do you mean? Like, yeah, that's what I think they are. Mm. Are they Philly last year? You know, you know, it's funny that like he's doing all this projecting stuff, but with the Timberwolves, it was such a sin, right? Mm. I'm not gonna get animated like you did though, and hate on the Cavs because I like the Cavs. What are you talking about? Oh, you, you're I right. wasn't there. I wasn't. No, you, you, were no, there. No, you were there. You were there. Genuinely asking. Okay. Just so you right can now, Riv just said you don't see a scenario where they can make the conference finals. When I said that about the Wolves, you were like, "Oh no! Wow, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about possibilities. That's fair. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about what. But wait, 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 wait. I threw. I literally threw out just now a scenario when you were talking about Minnesota. We asked you who can they beat. You said. I don't think they can beat the teams we were naming. So then we said... I really just said the Clippers no, and no, no, because then Everybody we, else I said they But then beat. we asked you, they have to see one of those teams in the WCF. Can they be... You had them going to the finals. No, I didn't. I did not have right, them going so, to the finals. So really, I, had them, I said conference finals, so, bro. So make it really I, I, quick. I, I don't make it really quick. WCF, who can they beat to get there, given if you believe that the Clippers and the Warriors will play against each other? Can they beat the Nuggets? Yes. Ooh. No, I don't have them beating the Nuggets. I'm asking. Do you think they can beat Dallas? Yes. I don't think. Oh, Dallas. Yes. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. The Suns. Yes. The only three teams for me. The Grizzlies. Yes. So why can't they go to these? The only three teams for me. Well, because I don't have them beating Denver, Golden State, the Clippers, and they have to play one of those three teams. Series. There's no world they can win that. They can win them. They can beat them. No world. If if Ant Edwards takes that lead, there's a world. There's a world they can beat Denver. There's a world. I'm saying it's the same shit with the Cavs. Okay, fine. I get it. Yeah, there's fair. Wow, agreement. Here we go. It's rare on the show. That's fair. There's a world they can be done. Nice. No, it's just funny because I was hearing him talk about the Cavs. Hey, man, listen. I don't have a problem, but I it, like the Cavs. Take it easy. He just leveled with you. Yeah, That's but he was no hating way. on the Wolves. But he just leveled. I don't forget that. on the Wolves. Minnesota fans don't forget that either. I don't care what they forget or forget. <laughs> like, they lost in the first round. I don't care. They choked, That too. was a great season. Of great them. choke. T-Wolves, yeah. baby. We back. <laughs> Have you have you ever seen a team prouder of choking a series? Of Clowns, <laughs> Minnesota, yeah. baby steps, bro. Baby steps. First of all, first of all, they were geeked up about a plan. <laughs> ah, we won a chip. Then they ran out there, started blowing twenty point leads. Embarrassing. Is it just, so, are you so just saying I'm, I'm Minnesota's Bev. top are hater? Because Pat Bev went on the fucking Watch stand. And started I am Minnesota Timberwolves top hater. Word. I need a, them to understand. Timberwolves get hated on, but the Cavs don't make the play. Why do you want to be a Timberwolves? I mean, hater. don't make the playoffs. They got solid team. They're young because they they you know what they're. Their problem is they do what he do. You don't agree with them, and they call you a hater. So then it's That's, like, is that every fan base? You person? were though, because nah. you were you were talking about how there there was like no, no chance. They I didn't can say do there something. was no chance. We were trying to figure out where you were going with the conversation. I feel like this, no, could, this could be a really solid segue into one of our later topics. Yeah, it it will be, but I just want to. And then you said, I, I just want to ask you guys a question. Let's talk about the Grizzlies. 
I just want to ask you guys a question. I think no, this, no, this is well, interesting. Rudy Gobert got traded to Minnesota. Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland. I feel like both the Cavs and T-Wolves are in similar positions in terms of their trajectory. Which player makes a bigger impact on the new team? And who has more team success? The Timberwolves or the Cavs? Uh, the only reason why... That's a tough-ass question. I would... Like, are you giving, yo, us, a year? Are you giving us years? Or are you, just are you going to be mad at me if I say they both help them evenly? You're a grown-ass man. I, but, I said another grown-ass man if he's going to be mad at you. At well, your it's a pick a side. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, I feel oh, like but it's pretty you, even. Don't yell it really at him last even. week about picking a side. You ain't picking a side. But this, one, this scenario specifically, I'm so split down the middle. How many years are you saying? Just next year or... Just next three, four years. Next three, four years. Okay. Because you look at it, Cat can now be the four that he's begged and pleaded to be, and Gobert can hold down the four down low. But then you look at the opposing side with the Cavaliers. They needed another guy that they can trust to to get a bucket, and that's Donovan Mitchell who does it better than majority of the people in the NBA. They got perfect needs for the respective teams. It's an interesting question. It'd be hilarious if in year three they both see each other in the finals. That'd be fucking dope. But um, if they saw each other in the finals, the NBA is headed in such a great way. That's such a tough question. It really depends on how fast, for Minnesota's part, Ant climbs, and on Cleveland's part, how fast Garland and Mobley climb. It's really a race. It's just a race between which guys are going to – because. D'Lo, we're not going to acknowledge that. He's he's peaked. Cat's um, probably going to get maybe a little bit better, but not. We, this is what we're going to oh, see. He's one Kat. of the greatest offensive players. Please mention Jaden McDaniels. Why did you God. just forget about him? I didn't, bro. You just didn't let me finish. Ant-Man and Jaden McDaniels. McDaniels. <clears throat> well, I mean, because Mobley, we know, is Mobley. And then Garland's an all-star. That's why I was naming those two. But Jaden McDaniel, of course. It's really a race to see whose core is going to get to whatever. Whoever's core gets to their level faster. Are you I'm taking a, Ant-Man or are you taking I would probably take Garland, Cleveland, though. I'm taking Ant-Man. And listen, for me, I don't think this is a question. I think it's the Timberwolves because they have Ant-Man and he's ready to I think I might go crazy. I think I might lean Cleveland. Ant-Man's going to go crazy. If if we just talking about two versus two, I might lean Cleveland. I'm curious because we had we had this big argument uh, like I don't know, a month ago when we were talking about the Western Conference about Gobert and what he's going to be in the in the playoffs if you're going to take him out in the fourth quarter. But now we know Mitchell, his playoff performance, top seven NBA history. It's not easy. It's not easy, Mitchell, just because of his play, the way he could play in the playoffs compared to Gobert, who might not even be on the court. Well, we go, Gobert will be on the court. Well, you're talking about from next year as opposed to, he said, three to four years. So Ant-Man could look completely different. Can Ant-Man, Ant-Man be better than gonna... Donovan Mitchell? Yes. He could be. Could but be. I think, how soon? Next he season? Could, he could do it this season. But how does that change over <laughs> three years compared to next year? <laughs> go, just, no, I'm just saying Gobert's role. Ant-Man Yo. is going to be uh, beast mode this year. Ant-Man is crazy. But he's averaging 26, 27 this year. Facts. But so then Carl Anthony Towns is dropping down to. Nah, he can still average 25. Oh, God. So they're one of the best Ant-Man offenses won't, in the league. Ant-Man, yeah. Ant-Man, they, were, they were literally number one last year. Ant-Man won't be more impactful than MMO. Points per game? He Offense rating or one of those, yeah. They were number one. Evan Mobley is going to be a more impactful player than Ant-Man. Two-way ability? So I, I think I would lean Cleveland because you got the point guard All right. who's going to be an all-star. I mean, and they were first in points per game. I'm, I'm very impressed. I'm here to pick a side. I lean Cleveland because I think that they're a couple pieces away on the wing from really being a complete team where – Gobert just does worry me. He does worry me. I need to see that work. I just worry about the big who's going to be aging over the next three years compared to, you know, the guard who's been amazing in the playoffs. Bigs age well. In which way? Huh? 
We just seen Al Horford go crazy for y'all. That's oh, a Horford. Bar- it's a rarity because DeAndre a Jordan. Sucks. Wait, wait, no, fuck that. Al Horford can shoot the ball. That's that, facts. That changes everything. Rudy Gobert can't shoot outside. The Al, For- Al Horford's not as good as Gobert. Jared Allen's twenty four, but he his roles because he can shoot twenty three. Jared Allen's twenty three. Evan Mobley is a baby. Garland Evan Mobley's is- going to be better than Rudy Gobert by far. <sighs> By fucking far. Talk about one of the greatest defenders yeah, like three of years all from time. Don't Bear care. is going to be 33, <laughs> bro. Talking fucking 33 far. is still prime. It For is. a seven-footer? Yeah. How old is DeAndre? He can look fine. DeAndre's cooked. He, he sucks. He's but athletic, the, bro, DeAndre, DeAndre was like never... Andre, DeAndre was Andre always Drummond. made by CP3, though. Andre Drummond was always a stat pattern. DeAndre Jordan's Rudy 30, Gobert just turned 34. Rudy Gobert doesn't rely on his don't, athleticism please don't, as much. P- please don't put those guys I'm in not, the same no, no, they're not. They're not. But, but I'm, I'm just saying, saying at that age, big no. compared to a younger uh, guard. Andre, no, Drummond, even at, Andre Drummond, even at his absolute best, was always a stat pattern. Bro. I'm with you. Oh, I'm not saying Rudy you're wrong. Gobert is just smiles ahead. No, I mean, Evan Mobley is going to clear fucking Gobert. Is he going to clear a cat? Yeah, I wouldn't say clear. He's gonna be better than Cat, bro. So Cat's Kat, clean. Better in three than years, Cat's gonna be in his absolute peak. It's this prime. No, it's he's, it's he, not no, this. No, he can no. still get better. But so is all Cleveland, no, bro. Hmm? So is all Cleveland. I'm scared of what Evan Mobley's gonna look like in three years, no, bro. Cat. Like I'm legit scared. I'm not scared of what Cat's gonna look like in three years. Yeah. I, I don't care what the respect or disrespect is. Like I ain't, and then Garland's yeah. gonna clear Cat. <laughs> Actually, Garland clears D'Lo now. So oh, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's sure. already. Like, That's what I'm asking. Is Garland better than Ant Man? No, Ant's gonna be better than Garland. Okay, I, agree I, I do. Ant is gonna be better than Garland. Bro, Ant's probably gonna be it's a the top supporting six cast of the Timberwolves that like, I, you don't I don't know how good Ant Man's gonna be. No, no, no. Ant Man's gonna be better than Tatum. No, I don't know if I can say to be better than Tatum. Yeah, no, we can't for sure. No, we can't. Tatum's already showing elite on both sides, bro. Tatum's what 24? Yeah, Ant's 20, 21. Bro, Anthony Edwards just led a led a historically bad franchise to the playoffs. Tatum. You lost in the first round. Historic franchise, bro. They got an edge. I mean, it wasn't because of Ant-Man put something on his back, bro. You act like he did a KG thing where they went to the WCF. He lost in the first round. Did Ant-Man dunk on LeBron? Huh? Ant-Man's going to lead the Timberwolves to the WCF. Okay. Stop playing with Ant-Man's name. Stop playing with Ant-Man's name. You guys want something. And there's been reports that Ant-Man and Jim Nisalsi, he looks like a... Beast. Everybody looks like a beast. Every NBA player. Malachi Flynn had 70 points in a gym. Malachi Flynn's crazy. What are we doing here? <laughs> Malachi what are we doing? Here? Like, come on. Shout out to Ant-Man, but come on. I'm going with the Timberwolves, I think, pretty easily. Because I, I trust him. cast is worried. I, I just trust Ant-Man. No, for I, the long term. For one, I trust Ant-Man. D-Lo is a good point mid. guard. Mid. He's not mid, God. bro. Mid. He's not mid. Is he better than Jalen Brunson? Where's his ranking as a point guard? He's better than Jalen Brunson. Deal is like is he top 20? 15 or 18. That's fucking mid. It's better That's than Jalen Brunson, mid, bro. It's mid. That just means that he's not close to an all star game. The point guard, the point guard position is stacked in the league right now. So what is that, that doesn't mean that he's a mid player. He's a good player. How far is he? He from averaged an all twenty NBA? and eight. How is that a mid player? What, when are we ever calling a guy who averaged twenty and eight a mid player? So we just, he's been an all star before. What are we talking about? Now he just has to have play a reduced. He didn't role. average twenty and eight. Why do you keep What was it, 19 and 8? <laughs> it was 18 and 7. Oh my gosh, that's a big difference. Two points and two points, big difference. two points matters. Come on, bro. 20 and 18 is the difference. We've seen that when he's the focal point of an offense, he can be an all star, just his, like Darius Garland was. Well, his splits fucking stink. He shot 41 34. All right, listen, you said 15 to 18, D'Lo. All right, Steph, <laughs> Luca, Trey, Damian, Ja, Chris Paul, Darius Garland, Kyrie Irving, Drew Holiday. Jamal Murray, Fred Van Vliet, Shea, LaMelo, DeJounte, Tyrese, Tyrese Maxey, 
De'Aaron Fox, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brunson. Marcus Smart's no, not stop. a better player than him. <laughs> Come on, bro. He's not. Huh? He's not a better Look player than him. Neither is the. I'll the, take Marcus Smart. The on my team. not better than Pino either. Huh? He's Shut up! Don't say a word. <laughs> <laughs> what are we? Cade Cunningham, bro. Well, all right, that, all right, wait, wait, wait. No, it's not no, eventually. No, I'll take him right no, now. No, wait, wait. No, Fuck now. all that. What do you mean DeJounte's not a better player than... He's not a better player than D'Lo. And DeJounte fooling you. What does D'Lo do better? No, DeJounte no, fooling you. No, DeJounte fooling you. What are you doing in the playoffs? 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 He's done nothing in the playoffs. What are we talking about? Bro, he's done nothing in the playing game. What are we talking about? D'Lo averaged 12 points, bro. DeJounte was shit in the playoffs. He shot 33%, bro. D'Lo was D'Lo was garbage. Did you see the he's shot the he tried to do with a babe? D'Angelo Russell was trash. D'Angelo Russell was, trash. was literally the Timberwolves' main playmaker and leader last season. You're the a regular season guy. Stop talking. He's was the main scorer. He was the main playmaker. He's one of their best rebounders. He's one of their best Where, defenders for a playing team. If D'Lo was there, they would win 12 Lottery. games. Like, 12 games. 12 games. More he's not were. that good, bro. Wait, wait, wait. That's funny. DeJounte did that made a playing game. Are we forgetting D'Lo was the best player on the Nets and led them to the playoffs? What, oh when God. has DeJounte ever done about, that? Bro? He's never led a team to the playoffs. D'Lo has led a team did to the playoffs. He was an all-star. D'Lo was an all-star. Did they win a game? Not, not, D'Lo was an all-star, not by injured reserve. He was actually did a they fucking all-star. Did they win a game that playoffs? DeJounte's not even in the playoffs. I don't give a fuck what he's doing. He's not even in the playoffs. They both went to the same spot. like the third option on his team, bro. Because he's taking a back row. He taking a back row. He just ain't better than other two. DeJounte wouldn't be better than those two either. What are we talking about? But they're the same player, but DeJounte is better than D'Lo. What does D'Lo do better than DeJounte? He's a better playmaker than him. He's a better shooter than him. <laughs> the shooting five. The shooting, wait, wait, wait. One dude crazy. shot thirty four percent. The other shot thirty two. I don't give a fuck about the shooting. I really don't care about the three point shooting. He I has don't. more swag than him. What he dresses you know better. What? You got that. That, that, was, ice, that one. That one. That one. You got it. He yeah, does have he more swag. Cool. He's not better. He don't he look better. better. He don't shoot. He don't dribble had better. This He's one not a better season. defender. Now everybody's ready to catapult him. Watching Atlanta when he goes back to being just fucking mid. Dejounte's actually mid. He's fooling y'all. He's, He's mid. Fooling y'all. He's fooling y'all. He's fooling y'all. D'Lo ain't made an All Star game in four years. He will never make bro, one. again. He's one that would really never make one again. Dejounte is never making one again either, bro. They're the same boat. He's never. He's never making. Dejounte is gonna make a couple all defenses. If they're in the same boat, so why are you acting like Dejounte clears D'Lo? doesn't clear him. D'Lo was just one of the most important players on the team that made the playoffs. And they lost in six games. About? They did not make it out the first round. They blew 20 point leads every other game. Stop pumping that for <laughs> what, the, what did DeJounte do? DeJounte, it's funny. You guys oh mentioned D'Lo's playoff miscues. What has DeJounte done in the playoffs? What has he, he done in the playing game? Yo, He's been shit in the playing game. Hey, I want everybody to answer this. Aside from that stupid ass ice in the veins in the regular season, what memorable <laughs> moment does D'Lo have in the playoffs? And Oh, no. You literally can't. Wait, wait. He's dead dude. What the DeJounte? They're the same you player in the playoffs. You One don't play can't. in the other plays like shit. What, They're the what, same type of what dude. What big time moment does DeJounte have in a playing game? You literally can't name it. He doesn't have that shit either. Bro, bro, He's the number one guy on the what fucking What do you mean? Spurs. The playing His game. sidekick is Calvin Johnson. You have to win a playing game. 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 You have
It was Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert. Like, those are Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen. Not, Jared Allen. Allen. Spencer Dinwiddie, not just as good as Keldon Johnson. That version versus this version. What are we talking about? It's possible. Name that, another. That version of Jared Ronnie Allen was just as good Walker? as Jack Perdue right Ronnie now. Ronnie Walker, Devin Vassell, Tyus Jones, brother. Come on, what are we doing here? Bro, this stop acting like D-Lo's this scrub, They weren't even supposed to get there. The Lakers D-Lo's were name. good. They wouldn't have put even some, got there. Put some respect on D-Lo's here? name, bro. Put some respect on D-Lo's name. If the Lakers ain't do some dumb shit, they wouldn't have even been Come there, on, bro. Don't tell the straight. What is, like, bro, they, let's, let's stop, stop disrespecting D-Lo. D-Lo is a phenomenal player. He's a phenomenal player. Yes, he is. What do you mean? 18-7 is a good damn player, bro. What is 27-7 with two steals? What is that? What is that? Answer when a guy's the first option on the team, that's okay. Oh that's God. okay. He plays for the Spurs in a system. D'Lo's what best is D'Lo season. Doing this D'Lo's, San D'Lo's what best is D'Lo doing I don't care about the best season. He'd be season. better. He'd be better. What? He'd be better. He'd be better. Better what? He'd be a better player. He look no. His stats would be better. Who's actually a better? D'Lo a, in a vacuum, bro. De- Dejounte's stats have literally fooled you, bro. They fooled you. I understand you're a Dejounte fan, bro. You've been a Dejounte fan for a long time. Let's not be biased on this. Dejounte's Dejounte's fooling you. <laughs> I'm not being biased. It's fucking D-Lo we're talking about. I used to love D-Lo. D'Angelo's a good great player. D-Lo. He's a good player. Yeah, I know. So what? let's stop acting like he's a scrub. One guy's an all-star right He's now. literally the fourth best player on the, on the, on the Timberwolves right now. That, that, what are you talking oh, about? Oh, you talking about Cat now because Cat go Cat go bear Ant-Man. Like D-Lo, as a fourth best player, that's pretty damn good. He, won't, he probably won't put up 18 and 7 as the fourth best player. So every year I think since he put, he's been in Minnesota, much, his points per hour, his points per game is going to continue how, to go. How down. much you want to bet that D'Lo averages more assists this year? He's going to average nine average. to ten assists this year. Average more assists. I mean, he should. There's there's no reason why he can't be top eight in assists per game this year. I would say top ten. He's top ten assists per game this year. Who's going to have more assists? Him or Garland? <laughs> Him or Dejounte? How about let's do Dejounte. that? This, this you want to bet? You want to bet? I do. All right, let's bet. How much? I bet a hundred dollars on it. Bro. Is it time to bring out the whiteboard? We do need the whiteboard. Bring out the whiteboard, Joe. Bring out the whiteboard right now. Bring, bring oh, out Drew has it. This is this is nuts. This is beyond. My goodness, the D-Lo disrespect on this show is getting That's sickening. Okay, wait a minute. He think he funny. Guess who else was a fucking replacement? D'Angelo Russell. He was also <laughs> an All Star game replacement. The nerve of this guy. I knew he was. I knew he kept trying to bring that shit up. Like he really made it. D'Angelo Russell was also a replacement. Guess for who? Fucking Victor Oladipo. That's how bad nice. it was. What do you mean? That's how bad the East was. Bro, that Victor Oladipo, Victor no, 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 Oladipo no, 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 that year was I, different. I, 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 what I don't are we hear talking it. about? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear bro, it. Bro, that Victor Oladipo, that version of Victor Oladipo clears DeJounte. Yeah, he clears both of them. Bro, clearly. Victor Oladipo was different that year. What are we talking about? So you really want to put 100 on this? I'll put 100. Right. D-Lo averages more assists than DeJounte Murray next season. I hope you know this is a bad bet for you. For me? This is a bad bet for you. Really? Yes. Because who's really going to be doing the scoring on on Atlanta? Is it going to be DeJounte or is it going to be Trey Young? And who's going to be facilitating the ball to Trey Young? Trey Young has a bunch of unassisted points, bro. Okay. He's not going to get it. Because he's never had another. Someone like DeJounte. No, bro. No, he's never had another guy that can handle the ball D'Lo is now going to have a primary pick and roll partner in Rudy Gobert, and he's going to have so much spacing. He's going to average nine plus assists per game. So much space in the brick. Let's stop talking. Let, let's, you know, man, this the cap is crazy. The cap is crazy. Oh, let, let's put some respect on D-Lo's name. I hope after you lose that $100, you're going to start to respect him. <laughs> Yo, your handwriting stinks. Bro, this is also mad big. Yeah, I feel like you should, like, just write it smaller. Yeah. You should just put, like, D-Lo versus DeJounte $100, more assists. Yeah, no, your handwriting, Yeah, bro, like, you're filling up the whole board. We're going to have, like, six bets we'll, on we'll, here, and that's we'll, it. We're going to edit it, bro. We'll edit it, because this is got to write it. I got to write it big for the guys so they can see. There you go. Joel and Drew, more assists per game. 
I gotta write D-Lo in. Okay, so we're okay. Let me get the whiteboard because it, you know, I could oh show the God. whole thing. Oh, oh my god. Look at gang handwriting. It looks good. Can you even see it on the camera? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You gotta you gotta write it big at first and erase it and write it small. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what you gotta exactly. do. Exactly. That's trying to All do. Alright. So I'm trying to get it. Can okay. you just hold it down? Hold it down, hold it down. All right. Good. So right, right. We're D-Lo making this official. And DeJounte. Today is September 18th. So September 18th, 2022, Drew and I are betting. Who's going to have more assists next season, D'Lo <laughs> or DeJounte Murray? This is a $100 bet. You ready to shake All on right. it, mister? Yeah. A shake on Yo, it. Yo, Riv, what the fuck? You said my handwriting was D'Lo ass. versus DeJounte Murray. It's on a whiteboard. It's official. It's Let's see what happens. Write the date down. Write the date down. It, it's November. Uh, excuse me. It's September 16th. Se- September 16th, yeah. Did I say September 19th? You said 18th, I think. Whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. Look, as 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 sixteen is sixteen, eighteen. As long as we got, they, it may be ugly, but y'all can see now. D-Lo, bum ass D-Lo, bum ass D-Lo versus Dejounte Murray, a dog, an animal. He from the streets for real. He's like that too, and he can hoop. He's playing with Trey. Is he from Montverde? He's not. D-Lo's from Montverde. Yo, Riv, go go half and half with me. We we split Joel's profits. Okay. There we go. I, Wait, so I, hold I up. So the, am I, I getting 200? Yes, I'm valid. Valid. No, no, no. It's 50 and 50, and then you're giving out 50 and 50 to respective. Oh, it's the same thing. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know you're the DeJounte guy, too, oh, so, so you I want, guys I want you to get in this bet. Me. Yeah, exactly. So you want to? So you actually want Riv to lose money. He's going to win money. That's why I'm doing him a favor. It's actually funny that you think he's going to win this bet. Bro, this is a lock. No, it's a lock for me. Yeah, I know. Lock this to him. It's, a, it's like a pretty easy lock for me. I hope our audience understands it's a, it's a lock for me, too. Oh, the audience is going to understand how ridiculous you sound about D-Lo. Swaggy guy. He's a snitch. Snitch? A snitch? Yeah. What? He's an op. Bro, what he did with Nick Young. Oh, right. My bad. Op block. And he mid. I'm glad we traded his ass. Real spill. A lot of teams could say that. I mean, Golden State, we glad. We, we fleeced him. Yeah, he's a robot. We fleeced him. Wiggins, Kaminga, for that bum. Yeah. We fleeced him. Oh, Chip. Flee- they should have kept Wiggs. Respectfully. Wiggins is better than him. Oh, easy. Yeah. Not even a debate. Easy. Another all-star that actually was a starter. Yeah. He started. He started. He made it. There is no subs in this one. He started the game. He made it because of Korean. Has Cat ever started? (laughs) Answer that. Has Cat ever started? No. Oh, D-Lo? No. Um, Ant has a chance. He might. Rudy? Has Rudy ever? I doubt it. Probably not. Oh, okay. Wiggs left and started. Who's voting for Utah players? Get better. So you think Wiggins is better than Cat? That's what you're saying. Did I say that? I don't think I said that. Did I say that? You try to say it subliminally. I didn't. I just find it funny that one man left and he started and the other guys can't start. Oh, that's what happens when you're on a stacked team. You just said D-Lo's the fourth best player in his team. He's really good. Well, this upcoming year, yeah. Stacked? Chip. They're pretty great, yeah. I would say they're pretty great. Chip. They're going to eat your words on the Timberwolves. Chip. They're going to eat your words. They won't make it to the WCF. They can make it to the WCF. They won't, so I'm telling you. Like, we'll, we'll see about that. 9-16, 2022, Rivio says they won't. Make it to the WCF. <laughs> we'll see about yeah. that. Rubio says that, like you know. We'll yeah, see. Finally, giving giving a take. I like it. Yeah, I'm 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 geared up for this year. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's do it. Gonna be a lot of beef. Okay. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Golden State concerned. Yeah, no, no, no. What are we doing? It's a perfect segue into what's going on next. He just talked about Wiggins, mm. dude. Come on, man. Whatever. Let him do his Golden job. State considered a Kevin Durant reunion. How would that have made Kevin Durant look? Steph Curry said he would have welcomed KD with open arms. 
What do you think about this, Drew? <laughs> I mean, Katie's top it, hater. <laughs> his reputation would have just it's been nice. in the mud time times thirty. Go and he would have looked like Steph Curry's son even more than he already does right now. I think that for the league, obviously, this would have sucked because we already have seen what a Kevin Durant Warriors team looks like and what they're capable of. But solely just talking about Kevin Durant and what it would mean for his legacy, let's say they won a championship. It's just going to be the same story that we heard back in 2017 and 2018. It's just stuff that really does not move people, does not move the needle for Kevin Durant and his his legacy. As for the Warriors, like I said already, they would be dominant. What would the package really be, though? Because I'm assuming it would be Poole. I'm assuming it would be Kaminga, probably Moody, probably James Wiseman, probably four first-round picks. Giving out the farm. I mean, the farm, correct. But let's be honest. Let's the Warriors. Close your eyes. Exactly. Close your eyes. That's the best deal you would get out of anyone else, probably. You just got four stars. Yeah, four starters, probably. Stars. Bro, what are you doing? I wasn't going to go that far. What? What are you doing? (laughs) What are you talking about? Stars. Yeah. But when I throw that word around, it's like, you oh. You said it for THT. I'm not saying no, it I for did no not. THT. You're not going, you're not, bro, I need you to look into the camera and say you're capping. I'm not. I never called him a star. You jumped on the train when LeBron did it. I never called him a star, Listen, though. I'm just going. Because you, now you're calling Jordan Poole, Kaminga, Moody. No, I've been I've been calling Come Bucket a star. You know that. <laughs> you have. I've been, come on. But regardless of that, I think the package for the Warriors, yes, you do that in two seconds. But let's be real. This isn't something that, as a fan of the league, that I would want. I'm sick of Steph Curry. and <laughs> You want him to be selfish? The reason why I'm sick yeah. of Steph Curry is because he's just so fucking nice. Oh, yeah. I would welcome Katie. No. No. His legacy is cemented. Exactly. This is... I hated the Kevin Durant, the Golden State move. Imagine Because me. I don't care about the championship. I wanted to see peak Steph for multiple years, be the number one guy. would have only had one championship, though. Don't care. Because at the end of the day... He would have been entertaining. The league would have been entertaining, and he would have been doing great things. Kevin Durant goes there. I'm like, I right, I know Steph. He's gonna be selfless. Take the back seat. Whatever. This type of guy he is takes the back seat. Obviously, still just as important, if not probably more important, to the team's success. But in the finals, he lets KD does what he wants. Yo, KD, Ed, here, do your thing. KD leaves. Now he just wins a chip. Oh, I would welcome KD. No, don't. No, no. Run it back with your guys. You guys have just run the chip. Running back with your guys. But um, in terms of Kevin Durant, <laughs> that man legacy would have been in the bad. mud. Oh, yeah, my, oh my God. God. Like, yeah. he, he, like, in the mud. Like, you go, you left the team to go play with Kyrie. And then you go back to the team one after they just won the chip. With one play, that, yo, your legacy would have been in the mud. I mean, there was nowhere he could have went where his legacy would have been not been in the mud. He went in Boston. Boston. Mud. No, mud. You just, just got swept. Finals. Mud. Facts. Mud, Wait, mud. What are we talking about? Like if he would have went to any team, his legacy would have still been in the mud. Just Golden State. Oh no, bro! Yeah. I'm talking about before Golden State. But yes, oh yeah, I'm talking about like right, right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Golden State, mud, Boston. I mean, if you just left, you would have been in the mud because you left. You went there to play with Kyrie, and you felt like you wanted to lead a team. You wanted to show that you can be the best player. You could lead a team without a dominant team. We have yet to see that. So I'm glad he ended up ultimately staying. You know, I think it obviously creates the fun for the league. Now we don't have to see super oh teams. God. I love the two-duo league. It's really fun, exciting, a lot of good teams. And I'm glad Steph said it after. Like, I'm glad he didn't make the push to go get Kevin Durant. I would have been fucking pissed off. So I'm glad <laughs> that shit did not happen. I agree with you, Riv. I'm glad it didn't happen because I like the Warriors team how it is now. I think it's balanced. It's beatable. And with Kevin Durant, it wouldn't have been beatable. I think with Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and KD, it's back to those days where – 
basketball wasn't that enjoyable because we knew what team was going to win a championship. I like this team with Jordan Poole, with Kaminga, with Moody, with Andrew Wiggins. I, I like it how it is right now. Speaking of KD, if he would have went back to Golden State, it would have been one of the most embarrassing moments I've ever seen. By far and away. Probably more, more than the Broncos losing on Monday night to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, it would have been up there with one of the all-time bad moments. Jesus I'm the bigger God. person, you know? But, but to me, I look at this and I'm like, Kevin Durant couldn't win in OKC. He goes to Golden State, stacks a deck. He leaves because he's tired of not being credited for winning the championships. He goes to Brooklyn with Kyrie, and it's arguably one of the biggest flops in NBA history up to this point. Oh, no, Lockett, it is. If he went to Golden State after failing in Brooklyn, it would have been like him waving the flag and saying, Steph, I couldn't do it without you, brother. And to me, that's embarrassing. And it would have done damage to his legacy entirely. You guys are putting it nicely. I mean, he would have looked like a hoe. Like, <laughs> here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. KD's a weird guy that he says he doesn't care about what other people say about him, but then he goes on Twitter constantly on Twitter. He has the burners on Twitter Defending well. himself. Like. Yeah, so KD's kind of a mysterious type of guy where he says one thing but really means another thing. Um, there's no way in any world he could have gone back to the Warriors for whatever, whatever you guys just said. Um, he has to prove or... You know, up to this point, we think KD is one of the most talented players of all time. But when he doesn't win the championship by himself, you're not going to be able to stack him up there with all the all-time greats because they all did it, not by themselves, obviously, but as the guy, as the number one player on their team. We saw, even though in OKC, sure, he didn't win a championship, but he was young. He went to the finals, lost to a Heat team that was just better than them at that point. LeBron being more experienced, D. Wade, Bosh, and them guys. Um, but then, obviously, going to the Nets, you're right. I don't think... Kyrie and KD are looked at as the biggest flop in NBA history. But once they traded for James Harden and everyone went crazy and you saw this big three, the most talented big three of all time, there's no way anybody can beat them. And they end up losing the second round. Now, given there was injuries there, but for Kevin Durant's sake, he needs to at least go to the finals. At the bare minimum, go to the ECF to at least say, I can win multiple playoff series. I can make a run by myself as the guy. And I think we all think he's talented enough to do it just up until this point. I mean, he's running some teams in the East. Boston this year was a better team. He should have got at least one. You're Kevin Durant. Jason Tatum got one. Jason Tatum got one against him last year. You got to get one. Then the year prior against the Bucks, I mean, it was a competitive series. But when you have two of those guys, two of your top guys, go out and, and Harden um, and Kyrie, obviously Harden come back, but not himself. It is going to be hard to beat the eventual, you know, champion. So for Kevin Durant's sake, he would have been a hoe if he did it. So I'm glad he's staying in the Nets with the Nets. <sighs> Slimy, grimy Kevin Durant. Hey, he's staying. You know, we can't really talk trash on him as of right now. In well, he's not staying because he wants 16. to, to be they, honest. They came to a, a mutual Yeah, agreement. after uh, trade rumors for a month. He's so sorry, You know, he, like he can save himself being like, what do you mean I stay with the Nets? But we all know he wanted the fuck out. Those weren't the only comments that were made this past week. Carl Anthony Towns said that he's one of the best offensive players to ever play the game one of the best offensive players the game has ever seen. I love this. And Riv, you had a reaction to this that I didn't like. Because your reaction is basically saying that he's not right. What is that, what, what was my reaction to make sure you're not quoting me wrong? What is my react what was my reaction? Oh, I just knew that you were upset. <laughs> you didn't think you thought that he was he, he was you just, <laughs> just thought quote, that he was this quote sucks. It's <laughs> not even a top ten offensive. So player my reaction in the was I'll right tell now. you I'll tell you my reaction was I saw the and I quoted it and I told him to shut up. 
It was just simple. <laughs> Shut up. Like, very simple. And I'll go into my spiel. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. It may be that. I, I, I pray to God because I didn't read the... I pray to God he meant just big men. I hope he meant just big men because if he's just talking about players, which means every fucking position, that's dumb. Is that, he top? Is he top one hundred? Of course, I'm he's just top kidding. Yeah, he's top like thirty probably. Offensive? He's not even top ten in the league right now. <laughs> he's not top ten in the league right now. Offensive? Why do people say shit like I this? I don't know. What gives him the right to say this? No, 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 because there's a different level of confidence in a and certain you, have, you can have certain respect for people that are in front of you or people who play with you. So I'm going to ask you because you're the Tim's guy, bad guy, but you're the Tim's guy. What do you think he has any rights in what he's saying? I can't name five players that can do what Cat can do at his size in the history of the NBA. So back to Mark. So do you think he's one of the best offensive players? I feel like offensive players. The cop out is at his size. Yeah, the cop. That's like Kevin Durant. Like, yo, he's seven feet. He can shoot. So he's just instantly the best say, KD, offensive player I guess ever. If you but playmaking but is also involved in offense. So I'm asking you. I think Cat is a he's a plus passer. So what do we know? Can, can you just shoot me a number real quick? Top five, top ten, top fifteen. What do you mean? Cat, What's Cat, the question? Cat's ranking specifically. <laughs> Cat's ranking in one no, of the best no, offensive players. Cats, I just said he's a top five big men, big men offensive okay, player. See, but, that's ever. but he, that's not what he said. That's not what he said. He said I'm one of the best top. I'm one of the most best offensive players. Players meaning point guards, shooting guards, small forwards, power forwards. I don't give a fuck what position. I'm one of the best. So I'm asking you, where would you, you know, dish him in? There? Well, given that he's averaging, he averages 23 and 11 for his career. Shoots 53 percent from three and almost 40. I mean, 53 percent from the field, and almost 40 percent from three. I mean, this guy, you can argue, he's a rare. He's rare. Mm. He's like a, one of, a top 30 offensive player ever. Okay. And top. that's still one of the best. It's 30 of millions and millions of people in the world. He's not lying. Does, because my thing is, you said that you can't name five bigs that can do what he do? No, I can't. So Carl Anthony Towns' all-time points per game is 26th. That's not bad. That's a good number. That's fantastic. What's his all-time playoffs? Oof. Oh, he averaged 22 and 11 this past playoffs. So he drops, even though it's like a slight. Ugh. I guess, yeah. I mean, he drops a All point. right, but players <laughs> below him. I'm taking Kyrie Irving offensively. Okay. Probably wouldn't take Russ. Carmelo, I'm taking over him. Where's that, the pushback that's a, there? That's a tougher one. Carmelo's not as, if, not as efficient as Cat. Is that because of, uh, I mean. Paul George? I would say Paul George is a better offensive player. I'll take Paul George. I just don't love Carmelo's efficiency. Nikola Jokic. But you, don't you think that's just because of the type of shots he takes? Yeah. He takes a lot of those. Tra- Tracy yeah, McGrady. That's his game, though. Yeah, I mean, peak tr- McGrady for fuck, sure. Yeah, fuck points the, per game is not going to show the whole, the whole time. But that's what I'm trying to. I know. I'm going yeah, through the people who have you, less than he does. No, we're not going to do that because you know what? Out of respect, we can't compare errors. Let's talk about today. Let's that's talk what, about let's talk about right now. That, all right, yeah, I'll yeah. do it for you right now. You said Melo. That's why I saw. I said no, let's, he's not even top ten right now. Is he top ten in this today's game? No offensive. Players? Yeah, we're just talking about no. offensive, which includes answers, playmaking no. and scores. Answers no. I think he is. All, all right, right, let's let's no, perfect. Trey Young, no, I think bro, is a better no, offensive I player. I have it. Trey Young is better offensive. All right, player. oh, you have it. Jokic, easily. Jokic is better. Giannis. That's a closer one. And we're just talking offensively. We're just talking offense. I'm asking. And we're talking about just offense. We want to hear just you right now. I understand Giannis has more production. This is just a you thing right here. But 
Offensively, so Cat over Shaq. Their skill set offensively, Cat has answer that. Cat has a better, Cat has that. a better skill set offensively than Giannis. Answer that right now. Giannis is more dominant. Than that. Are you taking Cat or Shaq? Answer that right fucking. Who has more skill offensively? I don't care about the skill. Who's a better offensive player, Cat or Shaq? Answer that, bro. Now we're, we're talking about this era only. No, but you you picking Cat over Giannis? So I'm asking, are you picking Cat over Shaq? Nah, Shaq. So you take him over Giannis? Shaq is better than Giannis. No, I'm just making sure you didn't go that far off the totem pole. I'm making sure you didn't go that far off the totem pole. What's that? What are i just making sure you're not going all the way off the totem pole. All right, all right, cool. Tears in my eyes. Okay, we're still here. We're still here. Steph Curry, no way. Luka, no way. LeBron, no way. Jason Tatum, no way. KD, no, no way. way. Wait, I don't wait, know if I'd say no way. Why? Bro. Oh, he's adding efficiency. So I get it. Cat is fucking efficient as fuck. Come on, I man. Cat shoots better than Tatum. But Tatum's a better playmaker. He he's is, a, for sure. Oh, he is. But Cat can post up better than Tatum. He can shoot the three better than Tatum. Tatum's a better tough shot maker. Yeah. He's clutcher. Tatum's post game's really good. It's improved. It's not like Cat, though. I mean, Cat's an actual Cat's a big. big. He's a big. All right, KD, no way. No way in hell. Damian Lillard, no I'm way taking hell. Dame. Joel Embiid, I'm taking Joel. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell. That's closer. I would say Cat's offensive skill set. It's hard comparing these guards <laughs> It's to not bigs. fucking hard. Are you talking about the play? Are you accounting at all? Yeah, for the I'm taking Donovan pretty easily. I don't think you it's just, easily. You just called him. You you right. told us he's statistically top ten in the playoffs. Cat is an offensive superstar too. He I, just led the number one offense in the NBA this past season. No, no, no. But I'm talking about just the playoffs. Just like, a regular season guy. Playoffs. I mean, Cat. Why Kat, are you such a regular season? It's not, bro. It's not just regular season. Cat <laughs> averaged well, twenty eleven. Who was better in the playoffs this past playoffs? It was Cat. One time. Cat's only been there fucking twice. Yeah, he'll be there All a third right, time this jo- season. John Moran or Carl Anthony Towns. Cat's a better offensive player. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> He's a better offensive player. Than in year three, he averaged 27. I just don't know. Uh, in year three, 27? That's so tough to say, but I get, I legitimately get what he's saying. So it's like, but it just it sounds crazy. Devin Booker? I'm taking take Devin. Devin Booker. Deep book. That's James close. Harden? I think he's just going James off Harden, skill of set. Course. Kyrie Irving? James Harden, of course. Kyrie. And then this is where I'm fine. I'll stop at Carl Anthony Towns. So what's that, like 14 players? Zion? It's actually 15. Cat's a better offensive player than Zion. I would take I would take his skill set. Correct. Yeah, you're talking about. But I don't know because Cat or Zach Levine. Cat. What the fuck? Why? Because we're, we're counting for 50, 50, 40, 50, 40, 85. We're counting for points per game. It's tough. In terms of shot creation, Cat is ah. more of a better shot creator. I think it's close. I know Cat does. Cat has great handle for his size. He does, but I don't want I don't I don't want you to you can't sit there and say for his size though because then it makes it like you're comparing it with the guard for comparing. I mean, even I mean, of course he's not going to have handles like a guard. I don't think anybody at that size. Has I think it's close. Like a guard. I think it's close. But like if we're talking about just in terms of his position group and players at his size, six nine and over, he's a rarity. It's not many guys like him. Brandon Ingram, cat's a better offensive player. That'll be a question this season. Jalen Brown. <laughs> if you're taking, if you're taking, you said BI, if you're taking why. BI, you gotta take him. <laughs> the laugh, <laughs> Paul George. He said Paul George. Paul George, Kawhi. Better offensive player. Kawhi. Kawhi. All right, so th- he's, he's he's almost not top, top twenty. He's, yeah. he's, not top <laughs> he's almost not top twenty. I get what he's saying though. He's a rarity in terms of a big no, being th- able to shoot. For sure. If he said, "I'm one of the best offensive bigs this game's ever seen," shake his hand. I'm one of the best offensive players ever. It's not cap. 
I just don't give a fuck what he's talking about because he <laughs> dropped off the playoff. Like, I don't, like, why does he, yo, like, you know what? But even still, best offensive bigs. Let's be real. But is right, it, is it fair, I mean, yeah, he dropped off in the playoffs, but is it fair it's two first-round exits? Like, let's see what he does this year when he has the team that can make a run. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's and he dropped off in the playoffs the first year. I know. This past year, he was good. He was, was good. One point I'm, t- I'm tired I'm of saying, coming. I'm tired. Like, when you. He shot 45% from three. When you, when you, when you talk about you wanted the best at something, I'm tired of hearing just, I did good. I need something amazing. I do. Well, he's got the team this year to do something amazing. Well, I mean, in terms of, I mean, he, you can do something amazing without a team. John Morant averaged thirty in a first round series. That's fair. You can do something amazing. That team was good though. I yeah, I mean, saying, their first, their, about, their, their first first like, round exit, bro. That yeah, team it was the no fraud chance. jazz. Didn't you guys play? Didn't uh, Jalen Brunson play the fraud jazz and you pumped that up? <laughs> had a great series. <laughs> so why we can't can say I the say? same thing for Ja? He was no. Year. I'm just saying. It. I'm just giving context to it. <laughs> Oh, you're a cat guy. I get it, but in I terms of it. in terms of big man, I mean Embiid and Jokic are the only players that are better than Cat offensively. I disagree. Cat clears everybody else offensively. Cat does not clear. Cat does not clear, Hakeem, 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 does not clear well, Hakeem Olajuwon. I'm talking about right talking now. About now. Oh, oh, okay. Oof. I was about to say. Okay, so well, maybe get back in the day. So Giannis, Jokic. What about AD? Taking AD offensively. Yeah. What about AD? I'm asking. Right now, it's Cat. Yeah, unfortunately, he stinks yesterday? right now. Didn't unfortunately, he stinks Did right AD now. AD average 28? No, AD's I mean, a while not, ago. AD's not even close to the shooter that Cat is. A while ago. Like, Pels? Maybe did it once in LA? And he Kat, averaged 26. And Cat is a great mid-range shooter, too. Not what AD average this year? This year, 23.2. The decline is just slowly but sure. No, so he's probably, no. Yeah, he's probably, what is he, he three? You got him at three? 21 to 23. Right now in the NBA, he's definitely three. I mean, he just That's, averaged. That's a big. I mean, for the past... This is since the second season. 25 and 12, 21 and 12, 24 and 12, 27 and 11, Eight. 25 and 11, Eight. and 25 and 10. So let me let me just let me keep it big men within a little bit of this era, like our era in the 2000 era. Him or Dirk, offensively. Not a question. Him or KG, offensively. That's a tough one. <laughs> That's a tough that one. That is a very tough one, including playmaking. So think about I'm it. I'm going to go KG. KG, okay. Him or Tim Duncan? Tim Duncan. Um, offensively? Yeah. Because Tim Duncan's playmaking. Facts. Tim facts, Duncan took facts, a back facts. to the back seat. Back to the basket. He took a back seat. I said. Oh, that's so KD like, is a three. KD is a three. KD. KD. I mean, Tim Duncan could have been more impactful offensively. He was in a system that didn't hinder his offense. No, definitely. Stuff. I'm with you. Cat or Chris Webber. Cat. Um, I think that's pretty much it in the West or in pouring guys. You guys can help. You know. I know. I'm thinking too. Honestly, I can't really think of anyone. Like Dwight, I would take Carl Anthony Towns. Offensively, Dwight clears. Yao Ming, Dwight. I mean, Cat clears. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Amari Stoudemire, I would say Cat. Yeah, Cat fucking Kat. clears. Self creation. Something like yeah. Chris Bosh. Amari was Kat. dominant. Cat clears. Chris Bosh is. They have the same skill set. He just does have the numbers. Ugh. And even still, Cat's, Kat's a way better shooter. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So he's like, I would say, like top eight of no, our the top six in two thousand now. Top six, big. That's fair. Sure. I hope he has a great playoffs. Hopefully, he will. He will. You've I'm been telling me that for a minute. Oh, you, you mean not. he just did? He didn't have a great. Oh my god, he played good, fine. What was his efficiencies? It was good. Forty-eight percent from the field and forty-five percent from three. Forty-five from three it's is crazy. nuts. How many points? Twenty-two and eleven. So cute. And didn't he have a game where he dropped six? I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And to average twenty-two is impressive. I mean, cat is like that. Impressive. Like that. Meow. What was his regular season numbers? 25 and 10. 
Does it move you? 25 and 10? 25 don't go into 22 does not move me. It actually makes me furious. Pounce. <laughs> it actually makes me fucking upset that you're a guy that drops in the playoffs. Cat. That's fair. The NBA execs ranked the uh, top players under 25 to build around. Number one was Luka, unanimously. Number two was Jason Tatum. Number three was Ja Morant. Number four was Evan Mobley. Number five was Anthony Edwards. Number six was Zion Williamson. Number seven was Scotty Barnes. Number eight was LaMelo Ball. Number nine was Trey Young. Number 10 was Darius Garland. Number 11 was Cade Cunningham. 12, Jalen Green. 13, SGA. 14, Tyrese Halliburton. And that's the list. What are your guys' reaction to it? Trey Young is too fucking He's very low. low. Very He's low. very low. There isn't... Trey Young, Trey Young would be three for me. I thought Cade Cunningham was too low. The one that stuck out was Mobley. Having the big over all of these elite guards and wings. It's because he's an anomaly. He, he is. I, I know, but... It's like when AD walked in the league, you're like, oh, shit. This have, guy's different. Yeah. You have other guys that... I mean, Trey, Zion. Like well, no, all I'll put these, Trey, I'll have Trey at three. There's, there's, there's yeah. only two guys I'm like, taking over. They, we have at eight, right? No, Trey was nine. at eight. Nine. Nine. Three, was at eight. My three reactions to this list Ooh, is... Trey over Ja? Yes. Trey's I a think, better player than Ja. I think Cade Cunningham is too low. When you take into account Cade Cunningham's skill set and Kate what I... Six. Project him in the future, his offensive ability, playmaking, what he can do defensively, leadership qualities. Lamelo too high. I'd have him over Lamelo. Too high. Eight was too high. He's over Trey. Young. I have Lamelo at twelve. No, but that should be different. Like there's you guys that, that up. like Mobley should not be that high. No. I'd have I'd have Kid Cunningham over Lamelo. I'd have him over Trey Young, and I've ha- I'd have him over Darius Garland. Over Trey. I think Cade Cunningham has the You just were this guy that said Trey Young was the number one point guard yeah, in the league. The when Riv and I scouted Cade Cunningham, we both said he can be an MVP in this league. I think... <laughs> I'm, mad, I'm mad as hell you threw me in there. <laughs> I think Cade Cunningham can be an MVP No, player. listen, I'm with you. Cade Cunningham is a special player, but, but I'm shocked right to hear from you. Right do now, I, think, do I think Trey can be MVP? No. I don't think Garland can be MVP. You just said he was the best point guard in the league <laughs> fucking six months ago. You said he was better than Steph Curry. <laughs> he averaged the most points in assists. He, you you I mean, don't think he, Trey he can be an MVP, points. though? I don't think so, no. Why? It's hard for a guard to... But Cade is 6'8". He can... He's a tweener. You're so highest. It's really sickening. What do you mean? When's the last time a 6'1 guard has won MVP? How tall was Steve Nash? 6'3". He didn't even deserve those. Ah, relax. Let's not like get into that conversation. <laughs> um, let's, let's pay some homage to Steve Nash. Yeah. Nah. Wasn't a good coach. Not a good coach. He's No, he's a shitty coach. We've been telling you that for Great months. Great basketball player. Great, incredible Phenomenal. basketball player. Um, Is that my guy? I don't know about that. I would have Trey Young at three. LaMelo's too high for me. You I didn't finish list, my right? reactions, though. I do oh, have a oh, list. Oh, I didn't finish my reactions. Do your thing. Do your Number two. Zion is too low. I agree. I understand the injury history, but healthy, he's number three to me. He's over Ja. He's over Mobley. He's over Edwards. I think Zion is a generational talent. He should be treated as such. He's not wrong. No, I'm, no, my stomach. Was, and also, the third shit. reaction yeah. is NBA executives are extremely high on Evan Mobley. I think that this shows that NBA executives think that Evan Mobley will be the best player in the 2021 draft class. They saw the defensive versatility. Wasn't Cade, Cade was lower than him. Cade, Cade, yeah. They see the offensive upside. Cade is lower than him by seven on. spots. They have Barnes ahead of Cade, too. But yeah. the highest Mobley got was third place. The highest vote he got was third place. Lamelo also received the third place vote. I think last season, Cade was a better player than Mobley and Scotty Barnes. I thought he was the best rookie. It's because he missed time early on and he he's started a, off slow. He was just on Barnes the is too high. Barnes was too high. I, Let's low hear your key, list. Though, he was my high. list? Yeah. 
right. Don't be embarrassed. Why'd you get so I'm not embarrassed. It's just it's gonna be funny. I got Luca at one, obviously. Tatum at two. Uh uh Trey Young at three, of course. John Morant fucking four. <laughs> Where's Zion? He's at five. Because we're projecting you have to add injury. I don't know what he's gonna be. So you know, he's at five. But I was I would have picked John over Zion. Yeah, I know that. I know that already. Come on. Uh six, Kate, Cunningham. Seven, Mobley, generational. Eight, Ant Edwards. He comes in at eight for me. Nine, Garland. Ten. Where's Lamello? Relax. He's coming. Oh Ten. Barnes. Barnes Eleven. SGA. Ooh. And SGA twelve. Lamello. That's agenda-based. Tyrese. That was agenda-based. What's agenda about well, SGA? He's 14, though. You know who 14. Jalen Green? Yeah. Why don't you just say it? I like Jalen Green. But you said Scotty Barnes can be Giannis. You said that. You said that. Stop. You said that. You said that. You're not that? doing that. You're what not doing that. Doing that. What, episode what episode number? <laughs> Didn't you say that when we were at your crib? Who? At Joel's crib one night. No, he said that right here. He said oh, that on the show. Right oh, I thought. I remember you said Actually, it to Drew me. Was like sitting right there. Yeah, he said that I went shit. crazy. Yeah, was, I said, so Scotty Barnes is going to be an all-time he said, great. Scotty is Giannis. <laughs> I said, Jesus I Christ. Said, no, but mean, now that I support Scotty, now it's all, oh, Drew's the Scotty lover when this guy said he could be Giannis. No, I said he's Giannis light. I never said he was going to be Giannis No, you light. said he can be Giannis. And then I said, well, how can that play be? style. I don't mean like top. See, there you go. He admitted, it. He admitted it. Drew, where would you have uh, LaMelo? He's a nut. He's going to have him like five. Nah. Because like, I feel like the names he put over, I mean, SGA, you can make that argument. I forgot you had. Let me hear Are you spots. accusing me of not being high on Scotty because you're no, now high no, on Scotty? No, no, that's He's not, not what on I'm the doing. Raptors. That's not what I'm doing. I just feel like you're See, targeting you tried to me. flip that no, agenda. No, no, no. I just feel like I've been targeted a little bit for my my love for Scotty recently. Oh, no. It's, no, it's you've been Raptors. Raptors. No, you've Raptors. Been, you just Raptors been targeted love. for the Raptors love. Yeah, yeah. your Raptors love no, just came but, out of the but blue. why am I so high on the Raptors? I don't know. Because Scotty. I believe that Scotty's going to ascend. But it came randomly. But if they're going to... they no, got to be a not. team. It's that not that, that it came randomly. It's that, like, you Because I was one of the few that... I said that they were going to come back against Philadelphia when they were down 3-0. Yeah, that doesn't mean... but No, I know, but I even beforehand... I mean, it was 3-2. And they, they oh, that, that take this it. shit. Yeah, that take what shit? Yeah, it was three two. No, yeah, but come on, that, that, that like has never happened. I, well, I thought it was gonna. You see, you be trying to go Doc against Rivers. history too much. Doc Rivers is poop. Can you that being said, but I was bullshit, please. Who do you have from six to nine? Cade, obviously. Mobley, duh. Ant, I don't think it's a question. It's not like Mobley. Mobley is gender fucking rational. Okay, we got to see the offense. He's defensively unbelievable. Ant Edwards. I mean, offensively, average fourteen and eight. I mean, Ant Edwards at eight. Lamelo was top twenty in points and Garland, in total points. Garland and Barnes were in, and SGA were. In Barnes, front. I don't know. SGA, I don't know. Who was the one before Barnes? Garland, but we go back and forth. And Garland, Garland that's things. that's really up in the air. I mean, SGA, he's a better player than Lamelo. I think right now he's like clean a better but how? player. Huh? Because he averages more points. No, he's a better scorer. I think he's a okay. he's a he solid defender. He, okay, Lamelo's a better playmaker. Okay. I give him that. Like, that's easy. Better but rebounder. Give me Lamelo because he has the size, athleticism. It's close. But self creation is not even close. Terms, no, no, absolutely. That's why the scoring. In, ter- not in even terms a of self creation and take over a game, I'm gonna take SGA. I've seen him take over games for a bad a team with Darius Baisley on the court. But a big knock on Lamelo was that he isn't a great shooter, and he's been a great shooter in the NBA that's thus fair. far, and he really hasn't shown himself or put himself in a position to be the primary scorer. But we're going to see that from what in great a, shooter sorry. from, I guess, three. But he's not a mid-range No, guy. no, and, and, no. He's a really good three-pointer. has so that's been what I mean. in that type of role, and he's averaged 18 points a game. Okay. Like with Chris Paul, so, Dennis Schroeder, he's but, been in that role. He's And he's put the numbers up that LaMelo has. LaMelo, with who you said? Chris, Chris Paul, Paul and, and Dennis Schroeder. So Chris Paul, but he's with LaMelo's played alongside Miles Bridges. They're all 20-point scorers. 
Gordon Hayward. Okay, it's not Chris Paul. Is uh, no, essentially I, my point. You, but they're all 20 points. Oh, so now Chris Paul is this guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. And this was also three years ago, right? Four years ago? Yeah, when he had to. When there's the really not that big when of Chris a gap between, him. There's really not that big of that gap between Chris Paul and OKC and Chris Paul now. Just want to make huh? it clear. Oh, you know, you're nuts. There's really not. <laughs> <a> <laughs> you're fucking nuts. There's, a, you there's a that's CP3. This is CP0. Nah, that's there's CP3. a definitive gap. He deserves a, a big gap. He deserves to have his number retired. No, what do you mean? That, that was CP3. This is CP0. That was literally two seasons ago. Bro. Yeah, he's shit now. Oh my he's god, shit up, bro. Come All right, come on. I exaggerate. CP3 left OKC, and the very next year was. The most important player on the Suns Facts. finals. Right? And then what we just seen, he just got dog walked. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Putting that solely on CP3. It's really like no, this. I just were specifically talking about CP3. It wasn't a good look. It wasn't. That Drew, what, uh, what names on this list that were above LaMelo would you change? Off rip. Let me take a let me take a quick gander. Because I feel like at the spot he was at like maybe Scotty, move him one or two, but it's not a, a lot of movement in those no, top no. six it's, seven. Right now it's understandable. I just think listen six six seven is one of the better passers. Hasn't really even asserted 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 himself as one of the primary scorers on his team because he doesn't. That's just not his skill set. Even still, top twenty in total points, top fifteen in three pointers, top ten in assists and steals per game. He's got the size. He can be good on defense if he commits. I have no doubt about that. I ha- I hold that belief for a lot of athletic people, a lot of athletic basketball players. That being said, Scotty Barnes off year one to say that you'd rather him over Lamelo is incredibly rude to what Lamelo's done for the Hornets. For them to be what in has play- he done? Was to be in playoff contention. They weren't playoff team. Yes, they lost but to the Pacers. Changed- yeah, the Pacers were Stop. a solid team. <laughs> they lost to the Pacers. They were a solid team. Dude, the Pacers. The Pacers, come on. They were a solid I team. Even, I don't even think they got it. Lamelo not the best Who? player on the, the court when they, they play didn't. the Pacers. Say it one more time. Lamelo not the best player on the court when they play the Pacers. They lost to the Pacers, uh, and the Pacers didn't get in. He was so a think about that. They Who lost the, to the team that didn't get in. Help me. Who did they lose to? This year? The Pacers. Damn it. I forgot. But they got the Hornets got destroyed this year. I think they got. They lost to the Cavs. I'm not mistaken. No, no, no. Cavs didn't get in. Cavs didn't get in. But it wasn't ten and nine, right? The, the Hawks, Hawks played about two years no, ago. Two Not years ago. Year. Oh, oh, oh. This year the Cavs lost to the Nets and the Hawks. Yeah. Yep. I think the Nets blew out the Hornets. The the, the yeah they yeah. the Hawks violated the, the Hornets because I don't know. You said the Hornets. They're fucking garbage. The Ho- Hornets is kind of hard. They need to change their name. Michael Jordan need to hire me for <laughs> real. Bless, Bless you, you bro. Bless you. Honestly, the only one is Scotty. That's really the only. It was one the Wizards. Right Ah, uh, the Wizards, yes, with Russ. The playing and B- team and was the Celtics, Wizards, chill, chill, chill. Pacers, Hornets. Russ, Russ and Bradley. I remember. Were I remember. I remember. Um, I understand the Barnes. I mean, Russ, he, bless you too. Um, I'm just not as high on Lamelo. Barnes and Mobley, like Mobley, of course, the defensive versatility. He's an elite defender already off year one. We'll see. Cade Cunningham to have him over Lamelo. I would take if if you threw me in the draft. If you threw both of them in the draft right now, Cade. Lamelo Mobley and you and I said yo and you asked me Riff rank these three guys who would you draft I would draft Cade first then Mobley then Lamelo I wouldn't I wouldn't think twice about it not think twice is incredibly and, and if I would to think it was because I would switch Cade or Mobley other than that I would keep Lamelo would Lamelo's stay at three the, for me he wouldn't move unfortunately now if it was Garland Lamelo I think about it but I would take Garland but I I would that's a legit that's a conversation so you're taking Cade over Garland what, what yeah. makes Cade taking, clear Lamelo 
I, I love his skill set. I, I know. I, There's I, no, I is there love. bias here? Or is no, no. Kate, I think, I, is a, a, no, no. objectively I a better I shot understand. Yes. than LaMelo. I understand. Defensively, I he, he, he's, a better def, he's a better we, defender as a rookie. I just think what he brought we'll in as a rookie in tangible. Wait, what do you mean shot no, no, I think like that we'll see this season LaMelo and his offensive output. Because he's going to have to. Detroit going to be dangerous. Yeah, well, Detroit's building. Like Those intangibles you just can't teach. Not to mention he was a plus defender as a rookie. I like that. Cade, he was a good shot creator. Cade was great. Turns season, up dude. after the All Star break, so it's like I like Cade's game. No, not even no bias. I said I would take Cade over Garland. So yeah. That's why I respect yeah, that. I'm gonna be honest. Jalen like Green more. as a shot creator is love better Garland. than Lamelo. I adore him. You love him as a man. I do. Stuff. Wait, what? Jalen Green as a shot creator is better than Lamelo. Well, he's a scorer. I'm telling you now that Miles Bridges is not going to be on the team. Lamelo is going to be forced to be a scorer, the number one option. He's going to average 24 this season. 11th draft pick. Damn. Huh? They will get the 11th draft pick. Oh, you're saying, all right. Yeah, they won't make it. Okay, I understand. The team's not good. How many points do you think he'll he'll shoot up? 24. 24, 24? Yes. That's not crazy. No, I don't think so. He was already at 20. I think that's fair. Okay, 24. What is he going to improve on, though? Fuck the numbers. What is he going to improve on? Just being more aggressive. Just being, having more attempts. He's naturally a pass-first kind of guy and still Lamar. averages 20. Yeah. 6'7". Melo's him. Him. I don't know if he's naturally I don't a know if he's him. Guy. No, he's a pass-first guy. No, no, he's a great passer, but... He's an elite passer. Throughout high school, I mean, he was dropping like 100 points. I mean, it's high school. <laughs> yeah, he's it's not just high school. I know, but he's I mean, not naturally a passer. Like, he... he He's always, wherever he's but, been, he's been the scorer. But, but everyone seen, in high school But you've seen scorer, him bro. his first two seasons. He's been more willing to pass the ball than anything else. And that's facts. And everyone in high school, if you're an NBA talent, you're gonna be a scorer. Even if you don't want to be a scorer, you're just so much better than everyone else. Lamelo was be. shooting from the. And how old was he well, when he did that? Lamello. That was, was like, like his sophomore year, yeah. freshman year. He was year. shooting like half court shots, bro. He was lit. Lonzo was a pass. Lamelo was legitimately in high school. Like Lonzo was. Lamelo was legitimately a jock. Better than Lonzo. Yeah, but I'm saying Lonzo. You saw he was a pass. No, no, he's like a yeah, exactly. He was a jock when he's 14. I mean, Lonzo was on the team. I'm talking Lamelo. He's no, a jogger. He's all 14. That's what I'm saying. But you Le- said he's Le- naturally Le- a passer. Le- he's Le- a, Le- he's Le- a, he's a like I I know that Lamelo was a great and gifted, gifted, pass. he's passer, a gifted passer. But to say he's this pass first guy in the I don't NBA, know about he's that. been a pass first guy. No, he just has high assist numbers, but he's not a pass first. In guy. the NBA, that's what he's been. He definitely looks for his shot. Because then if that he if just that, struggles creating it a lot of the times. Mid. We'll see this season. What are we going to see him hype up the stats and he's going to go in the SGA category? No. 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 Because wow. at least that LaMelo's brought his team into playing contention. I mean, when SGA plays, he's already, okay, he's so already that's the thing. That, that's the thing, because you want to start your franchise with a guy who's been injured more than he's played. Uh, that's not true. Just I'm, I'm exaggerating. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when SGA plays, I don't know why, but OKC's very competitive. I, I mean, don't know why. Because SGA's him. Yeah, I know. But he already did that, though. LaMelo. Like, beat him to the play-in. I know. So what's the difference if he does it again? My point is, LaMelo's already done that. SGA, SGA has made the playoffs, though, already. He's played the playoffs. the Clippers. Game. No, no, no. He's made it with them also with OKC. Oh, but again, with CP3. Well, he played when he played the Clippers, they gave the Warriors the, one of their toughest. Lamelo was, LaMelo's Houston. the one. He was the two. Oh, you talk about what? Yes. Oh, okay. uh, Melo's like the one, but he's the one playmaker. He's the best player. Yeah. He's the best player. CP3 is easily the best player at that time. That's fair. I mean. What's going on? What's What's the news? No, nothing. Oh, okay. We're good. Just nice. talking. Talking amongst men. Attractive. All right. Let's do it. Let's go, Joe. Oh, shit. I thought I was going to get an intro. <laughs> this week in the NFL, Boom Fantasy. We're getting right to it. We still got to get a Boom Fantasy drop. Um, Come on. You guys know how this you goes. You see what Drew's rapping Come right now. now. 
You you know how Boom Fantasy works. It's over unders matchups. You guys know. Like, this Sunday we got you covered. We got you, and you guys have been killing it so far. That's what I gotta say. We got a positive record for sure. You guys been killing it. Mahomes, he screwed me, but we're here. So download the Boom Fantasy app. Link is gonna be in the description. If you, I forgot about the deposit rules, but a hundred dollar deposit, you get matched a hundred dollars as well. Correct. Yeah. Right? Okay. Up to hundred dollars. Um, if you deposit ten dollars or more, you'll be entered into our two K twenty three giveaway. We'll be announcing that sometime in the near future. But anyway, let's get into it. You guys know how it works. I give you a line. You tell me over, under. We got a matchup as well. First up, Tom Brady against the Saints. Has struggled against the Saints ever since he's going to Tampa Bay. 276 and a half passing yards. Under, easily. Tom Brady, not only has he struggled, Mike Evans is hurt. Chris Godwin is out. They're relying on Julio Jones and Russell Gage to get you those yards against a stout Saints defense. This is under for me. Yeah, for me, I'm going to take the under. The Saints defense, I think, is going to play a lot better this week. And I think, like you said, with the injuries, I think he's going to be a lot of dinking and dunking. He's not going to make too many big plays, so I got the under. We saw Cordero Patterson rush for over 120 yards against the Saints last week. I don't know if that was just them underestimating the Falcons, but this could be a huge Leonard Fournette night. I think I'm going under. All going on the under. I think that's the first time we've ever done that on a Boom Fantasy prop. Moving on, Saquon Barkley, he had a phenomenal week one. His line's at 74 and a half rushing yards against who they play? The Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers, thank you. Smash the over. Saquon is going to be all world, probably RB1 on the week. I'm going to say. What do they play again? The Panthers. Panthers. Ooh. I'm going to take the under. Uh, yeah, I think Saquon. Based off week one. Nick Chubb rushed for, I think, 140. 130, yeah. 130. Nick Chubb is better. Huh? Than Barkley. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my the god, offensive oh my god, line oh is god, clear oh god, too. Oh my god! What the fuck? Nick I mean, Chubb is better than Saquon. Yes, Nick Chubb is better. Coming into the season, Sa- you would have said that. They don't know. Nick Chubb is better than Saquon Barkley. He is a top four running I'm back be honest, in the world. I'm going to be really, really brutally honest. There's what? nothing, nothing Nick Chubb does better than except, Saquon at a hundred. Except run the ball. Give me Saquon. Okay. It's it's not a clearing. No, no, that's no, fine. Nick Chubb clearly is better than Saquon Barkley. It's like clear. There's nothing he does better. Okay, one guy's a top four running back, the other guy's still trying yeah, to get You're really saying back. this after like one game, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like coming into the year, we would all agree. <laughs> Saquon's Nick best season is better than Nick Chubb's four best years ago. season. No, for sure. Without and a doubt. I don't care about that. Who's consistently shown me that they can dominate? Nick Chubb. And he all right, that's fine. We'll see. What do you mean we'll see? Yeah, you. It's been one game. No, because I know Saquon Barkley is going to be amazing. We'll see. You got Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas on the outside, which is look perfectly at Nick, look at Nick Chubb's into, offensive line. It's very good. It's been good. It's, of it's, a, it's the best in the league. No, no doubt. Stalker. And that means nothing to me because Saquon Barkley now has great tackles. Has you're relying on a rookie side. for 16 games. Evan Neal has was great week one against one you're, of the better rush defenses. You're relying last on a rookie season. for 16 games. I'm okay, relying so. on the Browns offensive line who's been great. Man, Tristan Worse was a rookie year. and he was was he all pro that year? I'm honestly asking, I don't know. Yeah, I, he definitely was a pro bowler. That's fair. Yeah. Like he was a dog. We've seen rookies still come relying. in and dominate. It's, it's Evan Neal is not Tristan Worse. No, I'm just saying you're saying I'm trusting a rookie, but Evan Neal was great week one. He was great week one. So I'll give you that. This is a very tough line. This is one that's having me think because the Panthers' defense is better than how they performed against Cleveland. I understand they let up a lot of yards to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but their offensive line is elite. I don't know. I struggle with this one. Saquon had a good week. I'm going to go the over. I'm gonna nice. Go the over. Good call. Good call, kid. 
Our last I did over pick under. The over, by the way, huh? I did. You pick picked the, the under. Pick the over. He said under. I'm no, tripping. I said over. I thought you said under. No, I said over. He just got mad. No, I'm. I'm not tripping. I know you said under, no, but said you can over. change it. No, I said now I'm gonna stay at under, but I did say over, and I put that on my son. I said over. Uh, well, your and son, R.I.P. Oh. You lie. Wow. You slide on him. You're sick. You're going you to hell. slide on him. <laughs> You're going to hell. You slide on your son. You're going to hell. Oh, that Under. Insane. Under? Okay. And Last... I hope they fucking lose. <laughs> <laughs> now they're going to lose for sure. Nah, for sure. They lose to the Panthers, bro, after that week one win. Oh, my God. Giants fans going to be in shambles. They're in shambles um, already. Next over under. A guy's been in the news recently. We saw this man maybe at a strip club. I don't know when it was. Trey Lance. Two hundred, two and a half passes. What do you mean? Maybe at a strip club? Who knows? We don't know if it was him. We don't know if it was him. Two hundred, two and a half passing yards. Going against Seattle, it is expected to rain again. Of course, it is because it's Trey Lance. George right? Kittle's out. Uh, He's I, playing. I think He's playing. He's playing. Really? He just logged the practice today. It's been reported already that he's, he's expected, expected to, to play? play. Okay. This is tough because I don't think Kyle Shanahan fully trusts Trey Lance. This just might be a run-heavy game. I'm gonna go the under on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over. Before it was pissing rain in Chicago, he was at 125 at half, I believe. I think that this is an over for sure. It is gonna rain. It is the Seahawks. Seahawks do give the Niners fits though, but Russell was not there. I'm gonna say Trey Lance. I'm gonna take his over. I, over. I think he'll he won't get it over on no crazy shit, but I think he'll slightly get over. And then the last one we have a matchup. You guys remember how this goes? We have two players. You tell me who gets more of this stat. Now, at first glance, it might seem crazy because we have one guy that we look at as maybe a top 10 running back in the league and someone who's not. Najee Harris versus Damian Harris. Well, Harris probably didn't think of that. Najee Harris versus Damian Harris. Um, Damian Harris is getting plus two yards here. So a little bit of a difference. Najee, of course, had uh, that injury week one. So who do you guys got? This is tough because the Steelers' offensive line absolutely gets no push and Najee's yards per carry is atrocious. The only thing that's making me lean one way over the other is that it's a split backfield between Damian Harris and Ramondre. Damian but, Harris was really good week one. And Ramondre was the least had the least yeah. amount of snaps. He, was, the not, three running he backs. was not that great. I'm actually going to lean Najee solely by opportunity. I'm going to go with Damian Harris. I think that the Steelers' run defense last year wasn't very good. I trust the Patriots' the offensive line better. I'm going with Damian Harris. Uh, I'm going to take Damian. You know, I think... With the way the Patriots, their offense, their wide receivers, they don't have any wide receiver room. It's going to be a tough, so I think they're going to have to run the ball a lot. And Mac Jones looked really shitty last week, so I'm going to say Damian Harris. That was over under matchups presented by Boom Fantasy. Use the link in our bio to download. Get entered to 2K23 giveaway. You get a 100% deposit match up to $100. You can win some money on Boom Fantasy. Go in there, link, man. Yeah, over-unders in a match. The over-unders are really cool. I think the matchups are what makes it because... I, I love picking between a player and another player. Yeah. It's that's cool. basically it's us. It's basically would you rather, yeah, right? That's basically us. Unfortunately, no would you rather for the for today's show. Yeah, I'm, we got I it. I knew we were messing something. I'll tell you what, man. It's been a while, man. We did it uh, oh, no, last we did two week. Bobby Wagner and Gabe Davis. Yeah. <sighs> we'll do it again. That wasn't last episode, was it? Two oh. episodes ago. Two or three episodes. Need we'll my fix, man. Yeah. Week Rudy two. Really now, on to the last segment of the show. Week two fantasy starts and sits. Now, I'll go first. For my starts, I had Trey Lance against Seattle, but he told me it's raining. 80% chance. Yeah. Because of that, I'm going to quickly change my pick, <laughs> and I'm going to go Kirk Cousins versus the Eagles. Like that? I, I got Captain Kirk. I think Monday he's going to have a big time day. I know uh, Kirk Cousins gets a lot of shit for not performing in prom time, but I think that reputation ends this year. He's the captain. He's going to lead the ship. I'm excited for that game. Running back. 
Daryl Henderson versus the Atlanta Falcons. I like that. He's clearly the RB1 with the Rams. I think he's going to have a big-time day. The Rams are want to have a revenge game. And wide receiver Jahan Dotson versus Detroit Lions. Three touchdowns last week. That means Carson Wentz has to trust him. It was either Curtis Samuel or Jahan Dotson for me. I'm going with Jahan Dotson. And my sits, Tom nope, Brady no versus the Saints. No tight end. No, oh. I didn't have tight end. I just really don't care about tight end anymore. Quarterback sits, Tom Brady versus the Saints. Historically, he shrugs against uh, New Orleans. That's why I have him sitting. Cordell Patterson against the Rams. I feel like he had a big-time day week one. If you're if you're in a thin league, you're probably still going to start Cordell Patterson, but he's somebody that I wouldn't expect to have a big-time day versus the Rams. And Amari Cooper, again, versus the Jets. Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed are going to be on him. He's going to get locked up. I think Amari Cooper, you got to sit him again. Uh, I don't have any QBs. I have just wide receivers and tight ends. That's fine, man. I love it. No running backs? Nah, I don't do running backs. Oh. I'm a fun guy. I like to hear what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I did have Amari Cooper, though. He took him. So, for me, start every wide receiver on the Bengals. They play Dallas this week. It's going to be nasty. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgies, they said he might play. So, it's going to be fun. But start all three of them. If you can, if you have all three, especially T. Higgins, I think this, if he does play, this is going to be a big game for him. Start A-Rob this week. I think this week is the bounce back week. I think this is the week where Matthew Stafford gets it going, finds his other guys. I don't know who that guy that was playing and getting more touches than him against the Bills. I don't know his name. I don't want to respect him. Would you say Devin Singleton? I'm sorry, I missed your first part. Who are you looking for? The guy who was getting more targets than A-Rob against the Bills. Oh, Skoranek? Yeah, I don't want to disrespect him by... A-Rob needs to get those touches. I, I, McVay has said multiple times that he needs to get more looks. Yeah, and this was going to be the week, especially against this type of opponent. Um, Sit, he took one of mine. He had Coop. I had two more. Sit, Darnell Mooney, yet again. He's going up against Jair Alexander. They were talking shit to each other this week, so I think it's going to be a fun matchup. Jair Alexander is going to match up with him a few times. That's going to be a going. And sit Mark Andrews, I think, against wow, the Dolphins. Wow, really? I think this Sitting is going to be Andrews. a tough-ass matchup. The Dolphins' defense can play a lot better. I know it looked like they played, but they could play a lot better than what they played last week, and I think this is going to be the defense. This is going to be a defensive game for both teams, Ravens and Dolphins, both elite potential defensive groups, and I think it's going to be fun. So those would be my sits. All right, so my starts this week. Last week I had Carson Wentz as one of my starts of the week. That was a good start. And once again I'm making Carson Wentz my start of the week. What could possibly go wrong? Against the Lions, where we saw last week Jalen Hurts just – Able to do whatever he wanted on the ground, through the air. He was electric. I'm expecting Carson Wentz to follow suit. His weapons are really good, and he's utilizing every single one of them. Like Joel mentioned, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, a little bit of Logan Thomas, a little bit of Antonio Gibson. Carson Wentz is going to see them all, and I think he's going to thrive once again. My running back. Flashy name, of course. This is an obvious one, but I want to double down, make sure that we understand that he is my start of the week. Could potentially be top two, top three RB this this week. Javante Williams against the Texans. We saw him have a plethora of work through the air. Saw 12 targets. Didn't see that much work on the ground. I believe he only saw seven carries. But against the Texans, where obviously it's Jonathan Taylor, arguably the best back in football, He had over 100, had a touchdown on them. He dominated, and I'm expecting the Broncos to have their way, whether it's Javante through the air or on the ground. I think Javante is going to have an absolute feasting. Javante is second in receptions in the league right now. Mm. Second most receptions. He has nine or or 11. 11. That's what it was. um, Didn't Adams have 12? 
Stephon Diggs, I think. Is there Javante Williams? Javante Williams is number two. Has the second most receptions. Let me double check, but I, I feel like you capping on phone. No, it's it's. He's got facts. eleven. Ca- yeah. he got eleven catches on Monday. So my wide receiver start of the week is going to be Amon Ross St. Brown versus the Commanders. No, he's not second. He's fourth. But there's three guys in front of him tied for first. So it's Eckler, Cup, Kelsey. Ah, Kelsey. that's who it was. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, Eckler doesn't count. He just they play. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's just Cup. It's just Cup, and then um, mm-hmm. yeah, I got like, you. AJ Brown was at ten. He saw hella targets against Seattle. So my wide receiver start of the week is going to be Amon Ross St. Brown versus the Commanders. Christian Kirk absolutely went berserk on them. Amon Ross, Amon Ross St. Brown, excuse me, is better than Christian Kirk. It's not even a question to me. I think that that Amon Ross continues that trend of eating against the Commanders. My tight end start of the week is going to be Pat Firemuth. Now, last week, ironically, I made him my sit. Now, this week, I clearly evaluated that Mitch Trubisky, when he's pressured, his one of his first reads is seeing Pat Firemuth. I think that the Pats are going to focus on Deontay. They're going to focus on Najee Harris. And it's going to allow Pat to be open in space. And Mitch Trubisky clearly favors Pat Firemuth, so I'm expecting him to play well. My sits. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill versus the Bills. The Bills made Matthew Stafford and the rest of that offense look basically irrelevant. I'm expecting Ryan Tannehill to where he showed some some flashes against the Giants with limited weapons. I think that definitely does not happen versus the Bills. My running back sit is going to be Brees Hall versus the Browns. The Browns really halted Christian McCaffrey. He only had 10 touches on the ground, but only for 33 yards. Really wasn't that efficient on the ground. He had one play that... Baker fumbled the snap. He picked it up and ran it, but they counted it as a fumble, so it didn't accumulate as yards. But really, CMC struggled to get it going, both in the pass game and the rush game. And and Brees Hall, where he definitely thrived in the pass game last week, I don't know if I can trust him this week against the Browns. Overall, I just think it's going to be an ugly game. My wide receiver sit was Amari Cooper. I'm also going to have DK Metcalf as one of my sits facing the Niners. I'm expecting them to get a ton of pressure on that offensive line. We saw the Broncos thrive and. The, the Niners offense, excuse me, the Niners defensive line is better than ours, and their secondary with Traverius Ward on DK Metcalf, I think is going to be a long day for DK. And my tight end sit is going to be Dalton Schultz with Cooper Rush as the quarterback facing the Bengals. It's mostly that Cooper Rush is their quarterback. Truthfully, I just don't love this offense without Dak Prescott and Dalton Schultz, who is a guy that I'm extremely high on. I think that his opportunities are just so much more elevated now that Amari Cooper isn't there. But without Dak, it's a guy that I want to fade. Moving on to my starts. That quarterback, Matt Stafford against the Falcons. They're due for a back a bounce-back game. We saw last week Jameis 270 yards and two touchdowns. I think this is the game they get back on track. McVay has said multiple times they need to get Allen Robinson more involved. And overall, I expect the offense to be better. My running back start, bit of a caveat. If Leonard Fournette is out, Start Rashad White. We saw him in week one get all of the carries once Fournette went out. So if Fournette goes down and he's not being able to play on Sunday, you can start Rashad White as a top 15 running back. He's going to get the looks in the passing game. He's going to get all the carries as well. My wide receiver starts can be both Denver wide receivers. I think we saw Judy and Sutton both do some good things. Judy was the one who had the big play, but they both got seven targets. They're both going to get a ton of looks for the rest of the season. And we saw, I know, like I said, Judy had the big play, but Sutton had multiple targets down the field in the end zone. Made my heart drop because I was going against Sutton. I was only up like eight (laughs) points. I was stressing out, but start both Denver wide receivers. My tight end is going to be Tyler Higby. If you have a nice little Wait. you know, stack with Higby and Matt Stafford, he had 11 targets against the Bills. I do think A-Rob gets more involved, but against Atlanta, I'm still expecting him to get the second or third most targets on this team. Then moving on to my sits. Not going to happen often, but I'm sitting Tom Brady this week. 
and half of the games he hasn't thrown a touchdown against the Saints, and three out of the four games Brady has thrown for less than 240 yards. Now you might not have a better option on your bench, but if you're debating between two guys, I would I would caution starting Brady this week against New Orleans. My running back sit is going to be David Montgomery. I know they got the they got the win against the Niners. He had 17 carries, but only went for 26 yards. I know the weather wasn't great, but before Elijah Mitchell went down, he looked pretty good rushing the ball. What was that? Being dumb. Okay. Um, and now and now they have the Packers coming up. I think this is a game they'll be trailing a lot, so you might see a little bit more Khalil Herbert. Um, moving on to wide receiver sit. It's going to be Brandon Ayuk. Another game is supposed to rain. You're going to start Debo, of course, because he's going to get involved in the rushing game. Um, but right now, I need to see this offense. What is it going to look like, right? Is Brandon Ayuk going to be a startable player? Is he going to be somebody you could even start in your flex? So right now, it's a wait and see. And then lastly is going to be Hunter Henry. He's someone you, just, you need a touchdown. That's the only way Hunter Henry is going to be reliable for you. And against Pittsburgh, I'm expecting a low-scoring game. I don't think either offense can get much going. So I see Hunter Henry going for like three catches for 27 yards. Uh, So those are my sets. Before we end off the show, some breaking news, right? Lakers signed Dennis Schroeder. Yep. But also, according to The Athletic, the Lakers are strongly considering benching Russell Westbrook. Like completely? Yes. Six like he men? won't play. Like six, no, six men. Oh, 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 but oh, this is what it says in the athletic. Bringing Russell Westbrook off the bench is being strongly considered. So he can just run the, to run the, the second athletic. unit. I'm cool yeah. with that. Uh, that's fine. That kind of he can run the second unit, do what he wants. Is Westbrook going to be open to it? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> It'd be the first time he's coming off the bench since his rookie year. He can win six men a year. I'm putting that stock in. Mojo. 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 Not in basketball yet. Uh, They're going to be in basketball, though. And it works. I'm putting that stock in, though. He'll get the the smooth 15, 8, and 8 off the bench. Yeah, give me me the six. What do you think, Drew? Yeah, what do you think? Listen, I'm fine with it. I think right now you have Dennis Schroeder, Pat Bev, Austin Reeves. Like, that's the guards right now, which defensively, not bad. Offensively, could use a little bit of work. But at the minimum, Austin Reeves could shoot. So can Pat Bev. LeBron, AD, Thomas Bryant. I don't hate it, especially with Russ coming off the the bench with the where he can be the general of that second unit. Makes sense to me. I the like Lakers it. are eyeing also the Jazz's big three of Bogdanovich, Jordan Clarkson, Turn months, and me. I forgot somebody else. I forgot oh, who it is. Malik Beasley, Malik Beasley. Yeah. yeah, Malik Beasley. That'd be great. Are you That'd giving up the the first? Like, what's going on here? I would give Link up both up. of them and Russ. Give me Bogdanovich. They don't want fucking Russ. Do they need ah, for bro. a contract? Maybe. I say that one more Do time. they need it for like money? Match the money. Maybe. I think that's what it is, but ultimately, yeah. I just need Russ. Unfortunately, like if it means we're getting Bogdanovich and we're getting Clarkson and we're getting Malik Beasley, we'll it just less. needs we like it fits needs, and that's exactly what we need you're, to do as an organization. That's a, that's a championship team. I know. Honestly, God, you did us. If they get those three cap. players, no, I'm, I, I just know how he is. Yeah, no, that's a championship team. Championship just, team, still so long as Anthony AD. Davis yeah. stays healthy. Yeah, that's a championship. It's team. always been on AD. That's a good, it's never line. been a good spacing lineup. Yes, but Hell you, yes. it won't happen. Hot so, take: Malik Beasley is better than Buddy Hield. That's not a hot take. They are around the same level. Dennis Schroeder really comes off the streets and starts for the Dennis Lakers. Dennis the Menace, kids back. You he you, was you so ass you had on one the Celtics, now, didn't you? This is not consensus. You start Dennis Schroeder? Hey, um, no. matter of fact, <laughs> I'm going to make a quick poll. Malik Elo yeah. or oh. fucking DeJounte? Who's a better player? I'm going to make a poll on the That was podcast. a very Yo, animated Also, um, DeJounte averaged more assists this one season than D'Lo ever has. 
It wouldn't be. Yes, he dominated the freaking <laughs> ball, bro. It wouldn't it wouldn't be a real debate if me and Joel don't yell, man. Bro, like DeJounte before that his career high assist was like five. It was. So now when he's in Atlanta, it's gonna be like five six. Delo's gonna average eight plus assists Cap. No, this upcoming season. Yes, he is. Well, we'll I'll see. tell you what, Delo averaged seven the year that he was unbelievable with the Nets. Kind of definitely dropped off, but not significantly. But he averaged his career high this season seven point one. But only point one higher than his previous record. Hey, man. Maybe. 100 beans on it. Yeah, I know. Turn this me up. a lot for me. Week two, man. We're here. This is going to do it for episode 211 of the Pick Aside Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast, on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast. It helps us out a lot. Thank you guys for listening and or watching, and we'll see you next time. This is Kirk Henderson from Pod Maverick, a Dallas Mavericks podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the BlueWire investment round or want to find out more information, Go to wefunder.com slash blue wire.